I'm asking all of my listeners, my proud supporters of our courageous men and women in blue to join me and express your unwavering appreciation for law enforcement. Thin Blue Line USA has stylish apparel, great accessories that make a statement and flags that fly with pride. They've got everything you need to show your support for law enforcement. Go to ThinBlueLineUSA.com and shop a wide selection of products to show up your patriotism. Use code SID and get 15% off. Stand with me, Sid, and stand with WABC as we honor those who protect and serve. ThinBlueLineUSA.com. Once again, use the code word SID. We are New York. Bernie and Sid in the morning. Talk Radio 77. WABC. Missing the video of the year. Wow. Look at my guys. Look at these guys. Even the boss, the great Chad Lopez. You better be watching WABCRadio.tv early on this Friday morning. WABCRadio.tv. Because literally, Lou Rafino, Luke Lograno, Justin Ellick, Frankie Diaz with an E, and the boss himself, Chad Lopez, just went wild. Cowbell dancing time of their lives as Blue Oyster Cult, Fear the Reaper, gets us going on this Friday morning. That may be, that may be, and I know Gabby Lopez does a tremendous job, Chad's beautiful daughter, and Eric Salas are running the operation right now. That may be the greatest video yet, right there. The dance, Lopez, Alec, Lograno, Rufino, and Diaz. While uh, me and Bernie kind of sit back and wait for the show to start, yeah. Burn, Burn, did you see that just now? I that did. was amazing. It was like uh, Soul Train without the uh, w- without the color, <laughs> without and the, uh, soul, <laughs> and without the good, without the good moves. Well, no, Lopez came in. He's Latino, of course, and he added a little bit of what you're talking about. The rest are a bunch of uh, you know fat white guys, but um, it was uh, it was tremendous. What a way to start! Why do we get New York pumped up on a Friday morning? I bitches? like it. I like it. Anyway, everybody's. Well, everybody's sick on this show, to be honest. So, are they really? Hate to bring us down that quickly, but that's the end of that. What were they uh, inhaling? Uh, you know, <laughs> nuclear uh, plant fumes or something overnight? Oh my God! I know. We'll get to that. It's it's really getting ugly in the Ukraine. That is a brutal story. But on a very serious note, of course, you're not feeling great. You wouldn't know it because, my God, you're like Terrell Owens playing the Super Bowl with a broken leg. Or Jack Youngblood, L.A. Rams, 1979, playing against the Pittsburgh Steelers in a Super Bowl with a broken leg. You wouldn't even know it. That's how great you are. Well, it's very nice of you to say, but I feel all right. I feel good. Yeah, you didn't feel great yesterday, but it's you, fine. You, I was busting moves as well, except there was no camera in my room here. Well, that's what you think. Carol sends me videos all the time. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, you got you and then me. I don't know if I've overdosed on tanning salon or testosterone. I don't know what it is. 
But uh, the last two days, I've been getting these, uh, like, red, blotchy, even thick rash things all over my body. And uh, I didn't tell anybody. I went to the doctor two days ago, and he said, you're having an allergic reaction. Did you eat something? Did you inject anything? You know, that type of thing. And, of course, the answer was no. Um, what? What? You lied. You're lying. Uh, both of you guys said the same thing at the same time. Bernie and Justin, you lied. Yeah. You can't lie to the doctor, bro. Oh, I know. But more you importantly, are... you can't lie to the people. Well, I can lie to the people, but Danielle well, yeah, was on yeah. the phone. So. Well, more importantly, for your health, you can't right. lie to the doctor. For well, your, the people thing, well. Right, that's different. So, well, Danielle was on the phone. Once she hung up, we got serious. So, uh, <laughs> so I've been battling this uh, brutal two days of, like, lumpy rash stuff with ointments and prednisone. And I feel great. I went to the gym. And you can't see it because it's really on my back and my shoulder. A little bit on my ass, too. So I'm uncomfortable. And then I walk in, and uh, I look at Justin Ellick, and he's got this huge, huge, put your face in the camera here. Gabby, you got to get this, uh, the sty in Justin Ellick's eye. Could you, get, could you get the camera, Eric Salas, on Justin's face? He's got a huge sty in his eye. It's very unattractive. And you only get that from uh, rubbing feces on your own eyeballs. Right. Uh, you know, I ran into the poop perpetrator. You did, didn't you? Yeah. Did you go with Curtis Sliwell? Hey, did you get this text, Bernard, from Curtis Sliwell last night? That I he sure was, did. Yeah, he was following the poop guy to the basketball courts and all that stuff? I saw it, yeah. The poop perp. Yeah, it's Curtis, uh, you know, doing his job. <laughs> I guess. He's trying to vent, prevent this uh, crap from proliferating. See what he did there? What happened? Did he actually go? Do you know if he actually went? I'm sure he did. Yeah. I don't know for sure. I, I haven't documented that. I got the one email that you received and uh, no follow-ups. All right, so there you have it. So Bernie's battling his deal this morning. I've got a uh, rash that's really uncomfortable. Uh, Justin's got a sty in his eye. <laughs> God, I don't need to hear that right <laughs> I away. I know. 608? Oh, I know. <laughs> Sid's got a rash. I got a rash. <laughs> don't even complain. You heard worse from Imus for about 30 years. at 604 like this. <laughs> <laughs> well, first you heard the oxygen tank. That's yeah. what you're yeah. Yeah. Connell, you read the news, Connell. You read the news. There's a birdie briefing thing. I'll tell you one, uh, one piece of good radio news around New York before we get to the Russia-Ukraine stuff was uh, Luke Legrano. For some reason, he listens every day. And I love these guys. You know, Bernie, I actually really do like these guys personally. Forget about their politics, but I do like Michael Kay and Don LaGreca. I'm closer with Craig, of course, at uh, WFAN, but I do like the ESPN guys. I like him as well. Worked with uh, LaGreca for years at FAN and uh, Michael K on the 17th floor over at Two Penn Plaza for many a year as well. Right, and you worked like me with both LaGreca brothers, Don and Dave, who's no longer in the business, but he was at FAN too. They're both. Dave is guys. working at Sirius XM right now. Oh, he is. Yeah, he's got his own uh, show on Sirius XM. So Don, you know, you know Don all the... is a great guy. He's wait, who Don or Dave? Don. Well, they're both good. Don, I know better. Don's he's a great guy. Great guy. So uh, he listens every day, Luke, to that show, and somebody called in yesterday, and he, he had the opportunity to mention me and Bernie specifically. He didn't do it, but he did give the radio some pub, which is good, the station. What the, how did that go down, Luke? Someone, had a, someone brought up Biden on the, uh, <clears throat> asking the question as a caller. So it's, somebody called ESPN's Michael K. show about Joe Biden? Exactly, and that's exactly where they went with it. They said, you know, if you want to talk politics, go, uh, go sit on hold somewhere else. Go call WABC. Actually, that's when I texted you. He actually said, go call WABC. He sure did. That's pretty good, Bernie. didn't mention Bernie and Sid. He loves us, but we'll take the other radio station, no? We shall. We're, we're on his radio. Oh, there's no doubt. And there's by no, the way, no question. the reason why they called him his show, I should say, not Michael necessarily, but the reason why they called his show about Biden is because they've got a guy on that show 
who shares my last name. This town is only big enough for one great Rosenberg, and it ain't Peter. I happen to like him personally, but his politics really suck. And that is uh, Rosenberg. Peter Rosenberg is a liberal with a capital L. He's to the left of AOC. No, even worse. Even worse? He's a cop hater. Let's face it. Let's call it what it is. Let's not sanitize it. He's a cop hater. The same thing when all the BLM stuff was going down, he was kicking the cops in the teeth. Yeah, just like a lot of other uh, you know prominent cowards out there, and that's what we should never forget. I didn't forget that, but I have to admit, uh, going to Mitchell Modell's event a couple years ago at Chelsea Piers for uh, one of his uh, charity events, and uh, Rosenberg hosted the show, and then he drove me home afterwards. So I feel kind of indebted to him a little bit because of that. So you know, pay, pay, send him a fifty dollars check <laughs> and uh, absolve yourself of this uh, indebtedness. Oh I know it's been going up. I know it bothers you. Like, come on, all right, he took you home one freaking time. Yeah, you, you, I mean, come on, he got you. He doesn't defend the cops. He likes Joe Biden. Is it worth the, the trip home? And, and nope, it's not right. You're right. Nope. Yeah, yeah nope. he might be your second cousin, Sid. He's not related, not even close. He doesn't even look anything like As me. a matter of fact, his grandparents are uh, Julius and Ethel Rosenberg, <laughs> who, were, uh, who were executed <laughs> for treason back in the 50s. You know what's funny? And he's following that. in their footsteps. No, I'm glad that Peter Rosenberg is a star in this town because that absolves me. Because I have to tell you, when I first came on in New York, all I heard about for years, and even I missed it, was your aunt and uncle, Julius and Ethel. But now that Rosenberg, Peter, has distinguished himself as a backstabbing liberal, uh, no one bothers me about my aunt and uncle anymore. So that's good news. That's great news. news. (laughs) (laughs) For you. For me, not for Peter Rosenberg. So there you have it. We've talked uh, about nine minutes about uh, cowbells and dancing, Peter Rosenberg, rashes, thighs, cancer, and uh, Don Imus. Now we'll start the show. Anybody here? <laughs> so, Joe Hello? Biden comes Hello? out a couple nights ago and he says, "We are watching you and the world. You know, we we know what you're up to, and you're not gonna you're not gonna be able to deal with this." And clearly, by the actions we've seen the last couple of days, Bernard, clearly Vladimir Putin is shaking his boots. Uh, it's not like he's out there killing more children and ladies and blowing up nuclear power plants and. Clearly, Joe Biden really scared the hell out of Putin a couple day, Putin a couple days ago, huh? Oh yeah, look at the way he's backed off. He hasn't even gone near a nuclear power plant. Uh, those uh, that convoy forty miles long, it's gone. They 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 went in reverse. They they headed back towards uh, <laughs> towards Russia. Yeah, of right. course. Yeah, Joe Biden is uh, he's got Putin pooping in his pants, just like uh, well the poop man. The poop man, yeah. No, but a serious note, it looks like uh, they're escalating this. Uh, The cover of today's New York Post reads, Inhumane, Putin butchers children, and worst is yet to come. So, again, if if Biden was trying to intimidate him or or seemingly unite, they love that word, unite the world, at least as of this morning, Putin doesn't seem to care. Not in the least. Not in the least. No, listen, this guy's on a mission. I mean, you can't commit this far and uh, have anything uh, give you second thoughts. He's all in. This is brutal. This is going to be – so far what's happened is really, uh, you know, a day at the beach it's what's going, as to what's going to happen in the future. This guy is in for – I mean, he's just a brutal war criminal, no, no less than Hitler. I mean, he's, he's killing the Ukrainian people, and uh, it's just not going to stop. You can, you can just tell. Again, we talked to Bill O'Reilly yesterday. He's he was the richest man on the planet, but and he gave it all up for this. So there's nothing that's going to stop him now. What what could possibly stop him? What 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 motivation? What incentive does he have to stop? None, none at all. 
So, but the the fact that uh, it's being sort of uh, characterized in terms of Biden versus Putin, that's unfortunate because that's not the case. It is not our war. Uh, we, you know, we can do things to mitigate problems, help the humanitarian, send them, uh, you know, these uh, javelin missiles and some stinger missiles, but that's it. It's not. It's not an American war versus. It's not America versus Russia. It is not World War Three. That's why we we don't have the no fly zone. It is a still a local war between what what are essentially. And, and I said this way before, even though Putin's saying it now. I said this way before uh, Putin invaded uh, Crimea. This is a civil war. These people are cousins, and they've been at each other's throats for many, many years. And there's a, lo- a large part of the Ukraine which are Russian-speaking separatists. They don't want to be there. Uh, so all that remains true, but it doesn't change the fact that Putin is a despicable, dirty, disgusting war criminal committing atrocities. And I hope and I pray that somebody takes him out somebody near him yeah you know julius caesar's him mm-hmm. uh uh like yesterday at two brute well this is day nine of the russian uh invasion now escalation and again that power plant the reactors are being shut down in ukraine bombing a nuclear power plant we know of course that uh, many years later now uh, chernobyl which i think most people bernie would uh, make the mistake I, I think everybody thinks chernobyl is in russia it's really not it's in the ukraine and this now becomes another nuclear power plant, uh, plant disaster in uh, in Ukraine. How do they deal with this? Well, fortunately, uh, the fire, uh, the, the Russians uh, uh, fired artillery shells at a nuclear power plant. What does that tell you? They're ruthless. They don't care. Yeah. Uh, but they hit administrative buildings. They didn't hit any of the reactors. There are six reactors on the site. This is the largest nuclear power plant in Europe. Well, that's a big deal. They didn't hit the reactors, and now with the fires burning in and around the reactors, again, the news is they've shut all six reactors down, so they're going to spare these people, obviously, the uh, the nuclear outbreak. Well, yes, but in the meantime, they lose a lot of power in the middle of winter. Gotcha. Uh, so it is it's just a, a ruthless move. But there, I, I believe there are at least 10 nuclear power plants in the Ukraine. What does that tell you? While they are smart enough and they don't they don't have AOCs to badger them and, and Greta Thunbergs that they're worried about, they have nuclear power plants and they proudly use them because nuclear power plants give you clean, efficient energy. Whereas here in the United States, we're so stupid and so suicidal. You had Governor Cuomo shut down the Indian nuclear yep. a, a power plant yep. uh, last year, which again is the it's 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 it's, it's it is it's just suicidal. It's stupid. Yeah. It's good for us, and yet they, they're, they're tearing it all down, and it makes no sense. But they don't care. No. They're not politically correct in the Ukraine or in Russia. Uh, and by the way, you mentioned Chernobyl uh, being in the Ukraine as opposed to Russia, and nobody ever corrected that. That's because the perception is and was that the Ukraine is really, part of in Russia. a sense, part of Russia. Right, the same you, thing with the right. Klitschko brothers, right. the boxers. We always said Russian boxer of, uh, of Vladimir Klitschko. That's right. And nobody ever corrected it because no. the perception was, as I said, that they're one and the same. Well, uh, right now, if you're watching WABCRadio.TV, which I hope you are again, you've got to watch this show as it's simulcast on television. Again, a tremendous job every day by Gabby Lopez, Eric Salas, and the crew. They've got the footage of the actual missiles hitting this nuclear power plant. It is an eerie, eerie view WABCRadio.tv. Right now, you can see 
Wow, wow. You can see the missile hit. You can see the explosion there at the nuclear power plant in Ukraine. That's Samiri Television. Great job by Gabby, Eric, and the crew. And talking about television, on a much lighter note, my latest uh, episode uh, of Citizens United, my very popular video podcast, which we produce here once a week. Doug Kinzer does a great job writing it. Stephanie Bongiorno does a great job as well. That is up today, and you can view that also at WABCradio.tv as well as on YouTube, Citizens United, episode 14. What a great start. As always, the number is 1-800-848-WABC, 1-800-848-9222. Naughty gossip columnist Richard uh, Rob Shooter, I should say, stopped yeah. me by this morning. I screwed that up. I love this guy. Isn't he great, Bernie? He He's is great. fun, fun, fun. He's going to be live in studio? Live in studio, coming up at 840. Folks love that. Our old friend Jackie, the joke man Martling of Howard Stern fame. He'll be here at 925. Lydia reports, beat Bernie, and all the news, sports, entertainment you need to know. Off to a great start on a Friday morning, the number one Nielsen-rated news talk show in New York City. We are Bernie and Sid in the morning, only right here on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Watch us on your smart TVs, your smart com- on your computers at wabcradio.tv. There's a lot of stuff happening in the studio this morning. You might want to check in. And uh, we spoke about the Russia, of course. And uh, also today you have uh, Eric Adams is going to come out with his uh, decision on whether or not these poor kids will have to wear masks going into the future in the New York City schools. Whereas- yeah, I think, but I think the conventional wisdom is it'll be over this weekend. In fact... My son, again, he goes to private school, Bernard, not public school, and a very overpriced private school. But uh, he came home yesterday and said that the teacher, the principal and the teachers said to him, ask mommy and daddy if it's okay if you can come to school Monday without a mask. I said, that's kind of odd. Why wouldn't the principal, the teacher, somebody at the school want to talk to me and mom? What if you just going to, you know, he doesn't lie, my son, but he's like, no. All they said was ask mommy and daddy. So I said, of course. I haven't worn a mask in two years. What a hypocrite I would be. <laughs> so as of Monday cool. morning, my son, today's his last day wearing a mask, and I would think Eric Adams will make that the case for public schools in New York City as well. They're going to be singing, free at last, free at last, no, free at last. No, be careful. What? It's flee, F-W-E-E, according to Kamala Harris. Oh, yes, freedom, freedom. <laughs> uh, so anyway, you have that today. And uh, also he's going to talk about, the, Eric Adams is, about, uh, you know, ordering a four-day work week for companies. Hey, bro, it's not your jurisdiction. It's not You have no say over what private businesses do. But either way, you got that to look forward well, to. Well, Kathy Hochul actually made that comment a couple of days ago. Uh, she was the one who said that the conventional five-day work week is basically over now because of what happened with COVID. So if you've noticed, he has, he kind of follows after she says something whether it's masks in school, four-day work weeks, then he comes out and acts as if it was his idea. 
But the truth is, in both of those cases, that came out of Kathy Hochul's mouth first. So he, you're accusing him of plagiarizing? A hundred percent. Also well, accusing him of not being smart enough to engineer his own ideas. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Another criticism, uh, burning that bridge between Sid Rosenberg and uh, Eric Adams. Hey, listen, on a, we have a lot, of course, coming up, and we're going to cover it all. On a little bit lighter note, there was this uh, incident on The View yesterday. I'm sure you heard about it. Joy Behar actually fell. She face-planted as they were walking out. She fell. Or the question is, was she pushed? Was Joy Behar pushed? It was great. Or uh, somebody sent me on on, uh, one of our fans direct messaged me on Instagram last night. Uh, Was she pushed or did she trip on her, quote-unquote, forever mask? Yeah, very nicely done. Very yes. nicely done. I say it was great because she wasn't hurt. I, wa- I don't want anybody hurt. But the uh, the the theatrics, the the uh, you know the optics, I should say, were just terrific. When you have, you know, a big old uh, comorbidity ridden uh, Whoopi Goldberg running over to try to help pick up Joy Payhar. Uh it took him like twenty minutes to get her off the ground. Anyway, it sounded like this. If this does you any uh, any any good, take a listen to the way it sounded. Come on, just stop, just stand. <laughs> Let me tell you, these chairs are dead. Yeah, Joy Behar. Uh, excuse me, Whoopi Goldberg suffered a hernia trying <laughs> yeah. to pick up. Uh, Joy Behar. I but understand no injury her. at all, right? No, no blood, no, no scratches. No, 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 no. She went on to continue the show. Oh, what but a it shame. did register as seven on the Richter scale, <laughs> I must tell you. Uh, so there was that yesterday on a lighter note. And then, of course, uh, to add insult to injury, the guy who smashed the uh, feces in the face of the woman on the East 241st Street subway platform, uh, this guy put up, by the way, the typical Democrat, in that uh, they shove crap in your face all the time. As I mentioned yesterday, the poop perp, he put out a video. I mean, this guy is living in a homeless shelter. It looked like a nice motel room. I can't believe this. I mean, how cushy these people are. Not only do they not lock them up, they give them these almost luxurious accommodations. Mm. So he puts out a Facebook message yesterday about various things. And here is just a slight sample. Get ready to vomit, ladies and gentlemen. I'm about to get my hair cut. I'm about to uh, exercise a little bit. I know how I do. 2,000 push-ups, I'm better. Shoot a little bit of hoops. You know, I'm getting a lot of threats, a lot of police watching my back, a lot of people making dirty comments, you know. But anyway, I'm not even feeding into the nonsense like how I started this shit or how they started this shit, should I say, last year. I'm not feeding nobody's pride, nobody's ego. You could comment on my page all you want. I'm about to shoot some hoops if you want to play some ball, step on the court. If you want to play some baseball, step on the court. You could bring your bat, your big gun, your machine so, gun, your so AR, you go. your All right, AK, I'm sick of the guy. Bat. I'm sick of this, uh, this MFing loser, this mutt, this dog, this animal. Uh, this is the life of a, a, a hardcore criminal living in a luxurious homeless shelter. I can't believe how nice it was. And his day, he's going to play basketball, and he's going to hang out, and you know, he's got he's got girlfriends. There's more of it. He also talked to did this idiot about not being gay. Just play that quickly, briefly. Go ahead, Louis. I'm not even going to talk about what's really going on in my scenario because people think or they assume they know. They could make the comments, wait till a man get his hand on you, blah blah blah, all that. Shit. 
Yo, my day just started, like, you know, shoot some hoops. Just work on me, you know? Make sure that no female ever think that I'm f***ing with them on a relationship type thing. The PC scenario, you know, I don't want to sound educated. I want to sound as dumb as possible. The oh, well, you, you already started. Forget about it. It's so stupid. He talked about he doesn't bend over for guys or whatever. That was the uh, that was going to be the money clip, but uh, either way, that's out there, and it really is gross that that he's in a, he's able to do that. That he's not sitting, in, he's not curled up in a cell in Rikers Island with twenty three other people in a ten foot by fifteen foot cell, which is where he belongs. That's how sick this society is right now here in New York City, in Eric Adams, New York City where uh, Mr. Adams refuses to do anything about the no-cash-bail law. I don't want to hear that his hands are tied. There's things that he could do and uh, things that he should do. Uh, so we're going to get into, the, uh, of course, the uh, Ukraine situation, more of that. Zelensky and Putin going back and forth. This thing ain't over by a long shot, ladies and gentlemen. This is going to go on for a very, very long time. And uh, we have uh, this guy, what's his name, Rob Shooter. Yes. Rob Shooter coming into the studio, who is a... Uh, a very, very flamboyant, openly gay uh, gossip columnist is what he is, and, and he's terrific. So uh, go to WABCRadio.tv to check this guy out live. Now, uh, one more thing. Let me just say this about uh, discrimination and racism uh, and, and political incorrectness. They don't care in the rest of the world. We are so hypersensitive. That's why the world is laughing at us. But the racism is off the charts around the world in places like Mexico, in places like Russia, in places like the Ukraine, there was a black refugee. He's trying to get out of uh, the country, and he's on a train. And I, I think they threw him off the train. He gave an interview to the BBC, and this is uh, this is a black refugee in the Ukraine. The people we're you know that, that we're fighting for essentially. Listen to this guy, black refugee, thirteen or whatever it is. Um, there were some reports about uh, discrimination of uh, people with Arabic or uh, African roots. Um, what can you tell us about that? Is this true? Did you experience something like this? Yes, I experienced that. There's a lot of hostility um, from the white women. They really don't like us to be in the train. Somebody was telling me I have to stand up. I have to go out. If I don't, I'm not a Ukrainian. I shouldn't be in the train of a Ukrainian. I should find anywhere I should go to. So it's really, really, really sad that we have to face this. And they prefer their pets, their animals, even before a black man or a black woman. So it's really sad. So my point is that uh, we, we, from within, we criticize our country. Our country is by far the most tolerant country on the face of the earth. It's all garbage. It's nonsense. It's, it's lies. It's propaganda. And he points that out. And by the way, He's supposed to be anybody between the ages of 16 and, and uh, 60. He's supposed to be going back to the front, not escaping. You want to be? You want to pretend to be a Ukrainian? Join the army. That's what they're doing. There. You want to save the Ukraine? That's what maybe why they were mad at him is because he's he's fleeing while their husbands and their dads are going back to the war. But what do I know? I'm not there, and I can't get into. There's no Black Lives Matter in the Ukraine, I don't think. But either way, listen to. Uh, we have the WABC radio clip of the day. Traffic and sports is coming up next. Right now it's time for the Ramsey Mazdas Sundays uh, with Sinatra clip of the day with your host Joe Piscopo every Sunday night starting at 8 on Music Radio 77 WABC. Here, Joe Piscopo opines about Mr. Sinatra. 
Don Costa arranged that. Ray Charles wrote that. And if you remember, it was a hit for her brother Ray. A great start, slow, swinging, and sexy. That's the way it is. Mr. Sinatra at his all-time best. I want to continue on, if I may. Joe Piscopo and Ramsey Mazda Sundays with Sinatra live from New York on 77 Music Radio, WABC. Love having you uh, with us on this uh, Sunday night. So I found a cut that we have uh, heard before. I like playing different versions, as you know, of the different songs that Mr. Sinatra did because there was nothing the same. And then you can get somebody that did the song over and over and over again, and Mr. S comes in and he owns it, you know? And we'll find out all about that as the night unfolds. He is swinging with Mr. S. This is Sid on Sports. Sponsored by Peerless Boilers on 77 WABC. I got a good news, bad news situation for Brooklyn Net fans. The good news is their star Kevin Durant was back last night. The bad news is it didn't matter. They lost again. Durant had a nice game, put in 31 points in his game back, and the Nets built up a 16-point lead just to blow it and lose to the East top seed Miami Heat, 113-107. to Tyler Hero, a big day from Miami, he put in 27 points. The Nets are now a 500 basketball team. They're 32-32. and They're still a playoff team, the eighth seed in the East. Right now, just one game better than Atlanta and Charlotte. As for the Knickerbockers, they go out west tonight, take on the team with the best record in the NBA, the reigning champs, the Phoenix Suns, the only 50-win team so far. They'll take on the Knicks later on tonight. The Knicks right now, if there's 62 games or 12 games under 500. The Isles blew a lead last night on the ice, lost to Vancouver 4-3, to turned the puck over quite a bit in the second period, and that led to this very funny post-game comment by their head coach, Barry Trotz. You know, there's an old saying, you know, turnovers are like ex-wives. If you have too many, they cost they cost you a lot, and they cost you more and more. And it's so true, and that was the second period. Devils and Rangers go head-to-head tonight at Madison Square Garden. Rangers looking to win their second straight. And uh, that's your hockey news for the night, and basically that is your sports news for the day. Sports brought to you by Pete Morgan and our friends at Peerless Spoilers. Check them out today and every day. PeerlessBoilers.com, PavilionTankless.com. They do build America's best spoilers. With sports, I'm Sid. Hey, hey, Mama said the way you move gonna make you sweat, gonna make you groove. know it's going to be like uh, 70 degrees in a couple of days here. It's a little warmer this morning than it was yesterday. Maybe not 70, but uh, mid-60s. You know, those, those days when you see Sunday and Monday, for example, mid-60s, and it's like 72 degrees, it's going to happen. Sunday and Monday, it's going to start to feel like spring. And, Bernie, you've been talking all week with Tuesday, turning the calendar to March, three weeks away from spring, now even less than that. So two days in the mid to possibly upper 60s. Now, a lot of rain coming this weekend, a lot of rain. But uh, the warm weather is certainly on the way. That's the good news. Two um, pieces of news I have to get to. One is depressing, and that is that uh, later on this morning, coming up at 9 o'clock, dear friend of both uh, me and Bernie, Bernie even more, former Chief of Police Joe Esposito, you know the story, lost his uh, beautiful wife, Chris, his bride, a couple of days ago in shocking fashion, mind you. Today is the funeral. 
at uh, St. Athanasius Church. It's in uh, Bensonhurst, Bay Parkway, and 61st Street. A viewing between 9 and noon. The Mass will start at noon. You can actually watch the whole thing live-streamed at the website for the church. But um, if you love Joe, and who doesn't, and you're in Brooklyn, and you have time this morning, it is St. Athanasius Church, Bay Parkway, 61st Street in Bensonhurst. Bo Deedle, uh, I know you know this, uh, Bernard, actually called me yesterday and was like, hey, I'll be right outside those studios at 10 o'clock, take you right to Brooklyn and go. I can't make it. I have something to do with uh, Gabriel today, but that was very, very sweet of Bo. And that's coming up later on today. And then in a uh, kind of a mixed message, Bernie, where you get both joy and sorrow, Joseph Abood, his daughter Lila, who was a beautiful, beautiful, sweet young lady, she's getting married today. No kidding. Yes. Wow. I remember when she was just, uh, you know, just a little toddler. Yes. As a matter of fact. Wow. Uh, that's incredible. By the way, he wrote me a nice note yesterday, did uh, Joseph Abood and... Uh, all the love, uh, Joseph. Thank you so much. Now, he loves you like uh, millions of others do, and he really does. So Lila's getting married this morning at sunrise on the beach in a small private ceremony. Joseph is listening right now. But uh, talking about Joe Esposito, Joseph had some tragedy, too, this week. His sister, Jeanette, actually died earlier in the week. He was very close with his sister. So he is set to marry his daughter, Lila, today and then read the eulogy for his sister, Jeanette, after the weekend. So a couple of um, couple of rough goes for two very special men and dear friends, Joe Esposito oh, and boy. Joseph Abood. But again, there is some joy uh, with Joseph, with his beautiful daughter, Lila, getting married, uh, uh, really as we speak, I think, right now. We will take that. But in the meantime, you know, it goes to, uh, you know, life is short, folks. So don't, don't, don't spend it being miserable, angry, bitter. Uh, Lou knows what I'm talking about when I say, Enjoy every sandwich because you never right. know. Damn right. That was uh, that was Lou's friend, Levon Helm, I believe. Said I that, think right? Warren Zevon. Oh, Warren Zevon. Excuse me. But uh, yeah, so uh, I mean, a lot of terrible uh, tragedies, personal loss, all over the place. Happens all the time when it affects our family here, our extended radio family. Uh, we feel that we talk about it, but it goes on all the time, and it just serves to remind you to uh, you know appreciate everything and, and savor everything while it's here. You know, you mentioned Warren Zevon, and um, now the three of us are back together again, and there's going to be a lot of Imus mentions. I know, guys, get over it, but, you know, he did the uh, the Werewolves of London, which is a very upbeat, you know, pretty, you know, fun song, and then he was dying, Warren, and uh, he wrote one last album. He knew he was dying, and right. he wrote one last album, and um, what appeared, is that? Appeared on Letterman, the only guest, while he was going through his treatments. Is that right? Yeah, Letterman had him on probably a month or two, a um, couple of months before he was gone. No kidding. Yeah, was that, he was, was the only the guest, the only time he ever came on. That was the only the time? The only time he ever had a one guest, Wow. And then I just kept playing that album. Bernie, you remember this? Well, you played it, Lou, but what was the song that he remade that Guns N' Roses Made popular, and he... Um, knocking, oh, knocking on Heaven's Door. Yeah. Oh, knocking on Heaven's Door. That's right. Very good, Justin Ellick. That's not his song. That's no. not his. But no. he remade it. It's on that album, and he was dying. Uh, yeah. Not, and, right. and Imus must have played it every day, and I'm like, oh, my God, Imus is depressing the yeah. whole damn city. And then he died. The guy recorded the last two songs on that album from his bed. No, he didn't. Yeah. Wow. Right? Justin knows. He's on it. Yeah, my dad pretty much raised me on Warren Zevon and uh, Bruce Springsteen. Is that right? Yeah. And they were good friends, actually. They were. Those two were good friends. Yeah. 
See, you've uh, you've got sort of an old. I think that's why me and Bernie like you so much, and even Lou likes you not as much. Oh, as you him. do? Love, you like me? I love Justin. <laughs> I love Justin. I don't know about I love, you, I love you too, Lou. No, okay, that's fine. Forget about those two. <laughs> We're having a moment. This yeah. is a moment. Yeah. Yeah. You're the mo- you're more important right now for me, so that's it. That's true. He's helping you out, but no, but <laughs> yes. you, you have like sort of an old soul. There's something that's that's very um, authentic about you. Thank you. You, you know, that's true. right, but you but you have a lot of good things going for you. Right. right. Even Chad would agree with that. Yeah, I mean, my hum- my, my, uh, my personality is very childish. You yes, know? I'm, right. I'm, I'm not um, very mature. Right. Yeah, no, but when you get down to uh, brass tacks, uh, I work with him very closely. He is responsible, dependable, he, and he never comes up short. Never right? does. Never. Nope, nope. But he does have, and it's worth mentioning this morning as we're watching the Ukraine slowly being destroyed day by day, he does have a Russian girlfriend. And the last I checked, she has zero, zero remorse about what's going on in Kiev this morning. Your thoughts on that, Bernard? Well, uh, you know, these Russians are very, very callous, uh, <laughs> barbaric people. And uh, Justin's girlfriend is... is, oh, is oh, she, no, 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 she's no, no, a barbarian. No, no. She is barbaric. I bet you behind closed doors. Really? Don't get me started. Wow. Hey, now. Hey, now. <laughs> well, Listen, there, there, a lot of, saying. <laughs> there are a lot of Russians, believe it or not. Of course they're rooting for Putin, and they're not going to say it now in this climate. Uh, but I don't know about Justin Ellick's girlfriend, to be, to be serious, but uh, there are a lot of Russians, of course, yeah, yeah. who want the, to restore the uh, Russia to the old, forget the Soviet Union, to the old empire. Oh, no doubt. There's no doubt about that. You know, talking about the, the Russia-Ukraine conflict, uh, already this morning at WABCRadio.tv, I urge you folks, I compel you folks, watch this radio show on television every day. The graphics are better than Good Morning in America, the Today Show, any of those shows. Gabby Lopez and Eric Salas do a great job. So we showed you earlier, if you are watching it live right now, the actual missile hit the nuclear plant in Ukraine. Now, we've got something else here for you that you have to watch. There's a gentleman doing an interview, Bernard. Wait till you see this. In the Ukraine, and you're going to see behind him the building gets hit by a missile as he's doing the actual interview. Go ahead, Gabby and Eric, roll the tape. There it is. I'll do it one more time. This is in Kiev. They're interviewing a gentleman downstairs about the conflict, and the missile hits the building right behind him just so you folks get a flavor of what these folks are going through every single day. Watch this now. Here it is. Here's the guy talking. And then, uh, boom, you're going to see this missile just destroy this building. The guy survived this. He did not die. He, see, he looks up, he hears it, and boom, there's the blast. And the whole building comes down literally right in and around this guy. Is that nuts, Bernie? Well, uh, yeah, I guess calculated uh, uh, insanity. Uh, yeah, look, uh, also uh, you have Putin talking about public executions. They want to intimidate the uh, – they know there's going to be an insurgency. There already is. Uh, essentially an insurgency, but uh, they're trying to t- intimidate the uh, locals into submiss- submission is what they're trying to do by by these displays of brutality. It doesn't seem to be working. Seems like they're getting more and more motivated. Of course, uh, Zelensky gave a, a big press conference yesterday, and that, that had to be the most dangerous room to be in in the globe, mm. with the exception of the set of The View, if you enjoy Behar. <laughs> But uh, funny. To, be, to be in a room with uh, uh, with uh, Zelensky, who is, I mean, they have assassination squads looking for him, and you're, they, they had a few reporters in there. I mean, they had to conduct that quickly and get the hell out because the Russians were frantically trying to find the room in Kiev where that thing was being held so that they could level it. Uh, fortunately, they didn't, and uh, everybody got out safely. You wonder, though, if, if they want him that badly and they want him badly, 
is there any real chance they don't get him? Well, so far, so good. I mean, uh, it's nine. It's nine days in. Nine they, days. They actually had a, uh, a, a, a squad of Chechens, trained assassins, and these Chechens are mean. They're battle tested. They're brutal. I can just remind folks those two brothers that bombed the Boston Marathon, Chechens. So they're mean and ruthless and murderers and killers. To your point, Bernard, and if those folks are looking for them, I got to think, and I hate saying this, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. No. Well, they they uh, actually discovered this uh, Chechen assassination squad and took all of them out. It was like five or six guys, and they took them out. Wow. So, uh, you know, the Ukrainians are doing a lot right, even though uh, in the end the numbers are, are, are not in their favor whatsoever. 1-800-848-WABC. As always, that's the number, 1-800-848-9222. Your chance to talk to the number one morning crew here in New York City. Naughty gossip columnist Rob Shooter live in studio coming up at 8.40. Legendary Jackie the Joke Man Mortland coming up at 9.25. Lydia Reports comes your way at 8.25. And beat Bernie your chance at a $100 gift card. Compliments of Pete Morgan and Peerless Boilers and a beautiful WABC Barry House coffee mug all come your way at 9.40. It's been a great 50 minutes already. Spending a Friday with us. We are Bernie and Sid in the morning on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Warren Zevon, Werewolves of London. Lewis, so happy. This poor kid had to play like Oklahoma's greatest hits. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I mean, With the Surrey and the fringe on top. <laughs> now he's back to his good old days of oh. Levon Helm and Warren Zevon and the Rolling Stones and all that good stuff Thank as we wrap up hour number one of the Friday edition here of Bernie and Sid in the Morning. A special thanks from uh, Abood, I guess his whole family is on the way to this wedding. They heard us, and they want to thank us for making Lila's event even more special this morning. And, of course, the kind words about his sister and, again, Joe Esposito's wife, whose funeral is coming up later on this morning in Brooklyn, Bensonhurst, at uh, at 9 a.m. That's, uh, that's some of the sad stuff going on this morning. There's not a lot of really good news. I mean, we spent uh, the majority of these 55 minutes talking about Russia, Ukraine. Somebody just sent me a text, and they said, I'm afraid, Bernie, to watch the news this morning. Is there anything left of the Ukraine? And that seems to be how people are feeling here, that it's just a matter of time before Russia wipes out the whole thing. Then you've got uh, Eric Adams, this Mensa member, meeting with members of the LGBTQRSTUV community yesterday. Uh, because he, you know, he hired some people and he pissed off the gay community. That he's supposed to tell my kid this morning he can go to school without a mask on Monday. Point being, you got the feces guy playing basketball. You played that great audio this morning, Bernard, having a great time, enjoying life. What? Where's the good news this morning? Give me some good news. Good news. Uh, yeah. I mentioned it earlier. Is uh, you can take solace in the fact that the spring is around the corner. Oh, God. I mean, as far as the news, yeah. hard news goes, yeah. good news. Yeah. 
Uh, well, the fact that the uh, Russian artillery did not hit a nuclear reactor right. and hit an administrative building instead. There were six reactors there on the uh, entire plant. Wow. And uh, that could have been really, really disastrous. That's the best news we've got? Is that's that the best news. Oh, yeah. my God, Bern, that's terrible, no? Uh, yeah, it is terrible. <laughs> I mean, there's not good stuff out there. I mean, what can I tell you? I can't sugarcoat this for you, Sydney. Well, at least we reality. Got, no, at least we know we've got Met and Yankee baseball coming in April, right? Yeah, we have those types of things. No, we don't. We don't even have that. The damn league is on lockout. Listen, There's no baseball. Bro, you got a nice weekend coming up. You're going to go out it's to gonna eat. It's going to rain. You're going to have a good rain. meal somewhere with your wife. Yeah, uh, that's true. You're going to spend time with your family. That's I mean, true. all these things that we take for granted on a day-to-day basis, those are all good good news things, to, to answer your question. Well, that is the most important thing. You know, I, I don't know if you know this, but I had a conversation with Carol yesterday. I told her not to tell you, uh, your wife, uh, about you. And um, I was just uh, going over and over just how amazing you are and courageous you are and how New York loves you and the world loves you. And, and I mean that, the amount of people that stop me every day and Did ask how's really Bernie doing. Did you really have a conversation with Yeah, I swear to God. I had a text conversation. Because okay. I don't believe you're honest with me, to be honest. I love you like a brother, but I think you spare me the details because you don't want me to get nervous and upset. And I know you had a crappy day yesterday. So I texted her and I said, tell me the truth. What's going on with my friend? And she told me the truth, that you've been lying. <laughs> no, no, I have good no, days. No, no, I have, no, no, I have no, good no. days, I have bad days. Right, but, that's what uh, she said. All, just, all in all, listen to me, I'm here. Yeah. Really, uh, you know, really debilitated, hurting, or whatever the hell. I wouldn't be here. hundred. And you sound great, and the shows are great. She said, he has good days and bad days, but as you know, Sid, he's the toughest mother effer I know. She actually said that, and yeah. I said, I know. That bastard punched me in the face at 10 to 8 in the morning in front of 500 people at Chelsea Piers 19 years ago, and I still feel the pain this morning. I know how tough Bernard McGurk is. It was a great conversation, and she said, yes, he's got good days and bad days, but he's tough, and he's doing okay. Uh, So to your point of little things like spending time with the family, having dinner with Carol, having dinner with Danielle, Ava having a, a long conversation with me last night about something relatively serious, those are the things we continue to take for granted. We get caught up in all the nonsense, and maybe as we get older and we don't feel well, whatever the case may be, we come to the realization, that's it, man. The rest is all bullshizzle. That's it. Exactly right. It's all about family, love, you know, the small things in life. Uh, really, that's what it's about. That's what it comes down to. That's what it boils down to right there. So when you ask me uh, what good news is there out there, I point to that all the time, regardless of uh, what you see on cable news or on, uh, you know, uh, eyewitness news with uh, fake news Bill Ritter. Yeah. Or, uh, you know, it's 10 o'clock. Do you know where your balls are? uh, (laughs) What's his name on Channel 5? Steve. Steve 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 Lacey. Lacey. Yeah, yeah, he's the worst. And more good news, Lou Ruffino is back with the band. Right. That's great news right there. Folks, uh, that's a great hour, number one. We've got three more great hours to go. Hour number two of this epic edition of Bernie and Sid on a Friday. But after Deb Valentine... If you had an accident, trust Gabo Law, personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best possible results in the shortest amount of time. Gabo Law has recovered millions for their clients and they will be able to help you. But don't take our word for it. Read their five-star reviews from former clients on Google, Avvo and Facebook. Call Gabo Law today, 800-560-0214 for a free consultation or email them at info at gabolaw.com. That's G-A-B-O-Law. 
GaboLaw.com. Gabo Law, where winning is no accident. With the news. Sing it, Fern. Don't go like that. Oh, come on. Oh, oh, oh. Sydney. Is that was that what it sounds like late at night when uh, if we put a microphone in your uh, bedroom? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Something you, like you, that. You know the answer to that is yes. Oh, you know that. Oh my God! There oh, he is, Neil Rogers. Oh, the greatest of all time. I do do that after I climax. I usually scream at Neil Rogers, oh, yes. <laughs> uh, Bernard, I just got to tell you, I'm leaving, and just so you know. I all right, see you, Lou. It's good, 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 good while it lasted. Thank you. I think that probably is one of the worst ones I've heard so far. Neil Rogers? No, 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 what, no you what you just said. said oh, at the climaxing? Yeah, yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yes, yeah, that's yes. it. Don't say it again. Well, you, you don't, don't like well, don't say the word You didn't again. like it, but MJ did. <laughs> All right, we won't go there. We will not go there. Uh, let me just say this I'm again. I'm not stunned. I'm thinking. So, and I'm, I'm, I'll expand on this a little bit later on. But uh, I'll ask any anybody in the room: Does anybody know the leading cause of death amongst people ages 18 to 45? It could be 18, or it could be 16. I, I'm not sure which. But 18. does anybody know what the leading cause of death amongst all people? Yeah. In the United States, 18 to 45. I'm going to take a guess. I, I would have said years ago car accidents, but now I'm going to go with opioid deaths. Bingo. Wow. Bingo. And that's because of what's uh, coming up through the border known as fentanyl. And that's because the old uh, imbecile in chief, the old, uh, you know, this, 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 this corrupt race baiting uh, human garbage can of a coward, uh, he won't stop it. And he's all about this, this you know, the, uh, the, the the sovereignty of the border at the Ukraine, Russia, uh, in Ukraine and Russia and all that stuff, but not so much ours. And meanwhile, that's the number one cause of death. I was quite stunned when I heard that. I mean, uh, and, th- and that nobody pays attention to it and that this creep allows it to happen, didn't even bring it up at the State of the Union. Is really no. Really... He, he actually did, which is even scarier. No, he didn't bring up the border. Yes, I mean, he did. No, he, I'm sorry, he didn't bring up the fact that the drugs are coming across. Killing correct, these kids. correct. In fact, on the, on the complete opposite end, and Miranda Devine wrote about this. He actually talked about how they're securing the border. He he lied and never mentioned. Right. You're right. What's coming through this country, and no one knows better than you because. Uh, you just had a wedding in your family, and you dealt with an opioid death from a very, very young person. My, uh, well, I guess he would have been my brother-in-law, but uh, right. he passed away prior to the wedding from just that. So it, it affects, and I know people uh, all over. It's happening to, everybody knows somebody who knows somebody who died from, uh, you know, either opioid death, but it, it usually involves fentanyl because they're lacing the drugs with fentanyl, like Michael K. Williams he thought he was just taking heroin, but it was laced with fentanyl for some reason. And that is because of the Chinese and because of the open border. And nobody cares to address either one of them. And uh, um, the point is this. Uh, I, I, I am taking uh, opioids on occasion here. And it is brutal what the opioids do to you. Is as that far right? As, as far as uh, constipating you, oh. I can't even tell you. 
how horrible that, that 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 and having nothing to do with my other condition. Yeah, that is a constant battle. I just want to point that out. I don't know how anybody could be an opio an opioid addict. Well, I remember I remember when uh, Prince died, and uh, in fact, I was on a flight to San Francisco to meet Danielle. She was running the Big Sur Marathon. Uh, she did that marathon twice, the most difficult marathon to run in the United States. And I got back, and you and I were discussing Prince, and he had died from an opioid overdose, and, and that's all you talked about for days was the fact that he couldn't make a duty. <laughs> well, you know, what I was trying to do back then, and uh, to a certain extent right now, is to influence people out there if you think, uh, you know, it's cool, it makes you feel good. Uh, that is a real big, huge side effect from it, a problem. That I guess once you experience it, if, if you only knew, you wouldn't put that uh, that mm. pill in your mouth. You would mm. not snort that line of whatever the hell you think it is. Mm. Uh, and then, never mind the the, the fact that uh, you could die from fentanyl lacing, mm. but just the uh, the constipating part of it. So I was trying to make it uh, not so glamorous. People are making it glamorous. Yeah, I'll take an oxy, uh, whatever. Mm. And, uh, uh, no, don't do it because uh, it can it will screw you up big time along those lines and. Uh, so I just wanted to point that out. 18 to 45, Joe Biden is allowing people to die by the tens of thousands, by the tens of thousands. And this idiot the other day, listen, he's actually blaming January 6th for uh, Putin invading the Ukraine. Believe it or not, I'll listen to this uh, moron, uh, Biden, in Wisconsin the other day. Cut one loop. Vladimir Putin was counting on being able to <clears throat> split up the United States. Look, how would you feel if you saw crowds storm and break down the doors of the British Parliament, kill five cops, injure 145? Kill five cops? Kill five cops? I mentioned that yesterday. Not one cop died. One died, natural causes. Brian Sicknick, God rest his soul. That's it. So it's a outrageous that he's trying to invoke January sixth with the Russia invasion. It's it's ludicrous. It's absurd. But then lying about it, uh, five cops killed. Anyway, the imbecile continued. Play a Cthulhu. Or the German Bundestag, or the Italian Parliament. I think you'd wonder. Well, that's what the rest of the world saw. It's not who we are. And now, we're proving under pressure, that we are not that country. We're united. No, we're not. Not with united. statements like that, you idiot. We hate you. <laughs> yeah. We hate you. We hate you. You hate us. You, yeah. you, you do, do nothing but divide by making stupid comments like that. By, by Not stupid, just really highly odious, offensive comments like that. And that's at the but, national level. I mean, forgetting about what we have to deal with in our own city, in our right, own state, right. between Adams and Hochul, de Blasio, Heasty, you know, Stewart Cousins, all these lowlifes. I mean, that's at the national level. Exactly right. And and the fact that he will uh, continues to uh, import this Russian oil and will not unleash our energy sector to counter uh, the, the Russian threat and also to alleviate prices at the pump, he doesn't care about the American people. He's this guy is, is, is he's, he's totally spineless. He's afraid of the Hamas squad and their, their greeniac agenda, these green zealots. Uh, Nancy Pelosi even came out yesterday and said we should stop the uh, importation of Russian oil. But she didn't say we should offset right. what, the, what it was going to do to prices by unleashing the energy sector. So screw her. But Joe Manchin, Joe Manchin, the savior of the republic, 
He said all the right things yesterday, encapsulated what should happen. He's a Democrat. Listen to Joe Manchin. We have to have energy independent. You cannot be the superpower of the world if you have to depend on other nations to produce your energy. And I'm just in a different place than than my caucus or the colleagues or the president. And they have a hard time coming to grips that you've got to use everything you've got. You've got to use your gas. You've got to use your coal. You've got to use your oil. And you have to develop wind and solar and hydro and geothermal and hydrogen. All these things I'm for. But I'm not going to leave us in a void, uh, Larry. I'm just not going to basically go down that path and end up like Germany did. And, wow. Right, brilliantly stated. Is that Larry Kudlow's show? Yes, that was Larry Kudlow's show, Joe Manchin. And by the way, John, John Katz and Matides, our guy, uh, every weekday afternoon at 5, there's a great show, Katz at Night, Katz Roundtable, 8 o'clock Sunday mornings. He's always talking with me and you and I, Bernie, about common sense Democrats. So last week he was on one day when you were out, maybe two weeks ago, and I said, you know, you're always talking about common sense Democrats. Can you give me one? <laughs> Can you give me one? And there he is. That's the guy. Whether it's not voting for the Build Back Broke deal, what he said yesterday about energy, Joe Manchin is now the definition, in my opinion, of a common-sense Democrat. Exactly right. And there are more. There are way more. How except, many more? Who are they? Except they, uh, they're afraid. They don't live well, in— Well, they're no good. No they good. Don't, right. But they don't live in districts that went overwhelmingly for Trump, where uh, Joe Manchin does and can say this— Without uh, you know f- fear of losing his seat next election, oh, I a lot, see what a lot you're of saying. these other people they feel the same way, but they're afraid to speak up. Uh. So they're more common sense Democrats, and then you have this uh, peppermint patty uh, condescending circle back punk Jen Psaki. This is what she said about unleashing our energy sector. Listen to her cut six. On oil leases, what this actually justifies in President Biden's view is the fact that we need to reduce our dependence on foreign oil, on oil in general, and need to and we need to look at other ways of process of having energy in our country and others. One of the interesting things, George, we've seen over the last week or so is that a number of European countries are recognizing they need to reduce their own reliance on Russian oil. Yes, but not at the expense of uh, depending on oil in general. Uh, you heard Joe Manchin mention Germany at the very end. Germany got religion over the summer. I mentioned this before. They went totally, completely green, uh, solar panels, windmills. Well, guess what? The sun didn't shine, the wind didn't blow, and they experienced an energy crisis of, of, of you know, epic proportions. Gasoline was up to close to $10 a gallon in Germany, and now they've op- reopened dirty coal plants because they screwed themselves uh, so uh, so we have to, yeah, it's fine if you want to do green energy, but it's not ready yet. We no, can't do it. No. We have to depend on fossil fuels. And the, the person who is dominant in the fossil fuel area, the country, will be the dominant country. And that's the bottom line that these morons can't get in their heads. Uh, Lindsey Graham yesterday, another, well, he's not a common-sense Democrat, but he's, he's a common-sense rhino. How about that? That's a fair, yes, that's fair. Th- th- this is what Remember he said. Remember when Donald Trump gave out his cell phone number? I do. That was funny. Yeah, hey, that was one of the greatest presidential campaigns. It was in yeah. in, in, yeah. in our lives. Yeah. I mean, it really was so much fun. Uh, but uh, yeah, you could bring up so many things from that campaign. But uh, so Lindsey Graham yesterday, and I mentioned it earlier. I mean, maybe our best hope, of course, is that somebody uh, takes out uh, takes out Vladimir Putin. Somebody around him realizing he's lost his mind. Anyway, I like the way Lindsey Graham summed it up, so I grabbed it. Uh, Justin Ella grabbed it. This is what he said. 
The Biden administration is to the left of the German Green Party and to the left of Nancy Pelosi. That's our basic problem. You can talk about this until you fall over. Here's the problem. They didn't do this on Trump's watch, Russia, because Trump would have kicked their ass. What's happened nice. is that Putin looks at Biden. He sized him up. He thinks he can get away with it. And he's going to keep going and going and going. And nobody in the West is going to stop him. How does this end? Somebody in Russia has to step up to the plate. Is there Brutus in Russia? Is there a more successful Colonel Stauffenberg in the <coughs> Russian military? The only way this ends, my friend, is for somebody in Russia to take this guy out. Beautifully said, well said, and right on the money. Studio, uh, I will send you $100 okay. if you can identify within 15 seconds, mm -hmm. because I don't want anybody Googling Am it. Am I allowed to play this or no, because I'm too yes, smart? Yes, you are. Oh, really? I'm not yes. that smart. Okay. If anybody in the yeah. studio can yeah. identify Colonel Stauffenberg. Dustin? One, two, three, four, five. Colonel Stauffenberg was uh, <laughs> one of the... One of the lead leaders of this uh, attempt to assassinate Hitler in July of 1944 after the D-Day invasion. Oh, wow. I think based on the sounding of the name. Well, the we, no, everybody knows it now. Oh, now, yeah, we, yeah, now uh, you know. Every yeah, yeah, time. Well, I'm saying, uh, you know. Every, time. every single time. Yeah. Listen, yeah. Burn, I mean, if I believe Frankie Diaz has it. <laughs> Frankie Diaz. Yeah, it. Frank, Frank does have it. Oh, listen, I was sitting here waiting. No, Frankie. Frank is very, he's very. Where's Frank? He's Where's right Frank? here. He's over here. Very political savvy when it comes to that stuff. But truth is, only Bernard knew that, and that's and Bernie is the smartest guy on the show, smartest guy in the city. That's why it's called Beat Bernie, not Beat Frankie Diaz. You son of a gun! I didn't say I, I don't want to be part of Beat Bernie. Let me ask Frank. you this, Listen, <laughs> Frank. If you knew that, you'll know this. Uh, how did it end for uh, uh, Colonel Stauffenberg? Wasn't he executed? He was. He, he ended up on the uh, the the wrong end of, of a meat hook. That's what, Ooh, yeah, yeah, hanging yeah. from the side of a wall. Yeah, I remember, yeah, he was the guy with the eye patch. Tom Cruise played him in uh, Valkyrie. Right, and also by Brian Singer. Also, very good. good but, you're right about that. <laughs> and also, you know who was involved in that uh, attempted assassination wow. of Hitler was Erwin uh, Rommel, the Desert Rat, the the, the brilliant uh, tank commander in North Africa and in France, who went up against Patton many, many times. He was involved in it as well, and they found out, and they said, "Listen, Rommel, here's what we're going to do." Uh, we're either going to, well, we're going to execute you or we're going to execute your family. Your only way out is to for you to commit suicide, and that's how you will spare your family. Wow. And that's what he did. That's like Clemenza. Kind of, yes. Right, he had to come kill himself to uh, just uh, to come to honor. Plus, they were going to kill his wife and kids, so he didn't do it, so he no, had no, much no, of a no, choice. No, that was not Clemenza. Not Clemenza, that was... Um, it was uh, jo uh, jo uh, Joe... Uh, Oh, what was his Come name? Come on. He, was, he, he slit his wrist in the yes, tub. Yes, yes. Uh, Fra Frankie Pentangelo. There you go. Very, Very good. good. Very good. But that's how it ended for Rommel, because he tried. They all realized, right. just as uh, uh, Putin has, that Hitler had lost his mind, that uh, to fight on was futile. Uh, but unfortunately, the bomb went off. Hitler, like his arm got hurt or something like that, but uh, that not much it. else happened. And the rest, him, rest of these guys, they all got executed. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Clemenza was Abe Vigoda or no? No, that was... Um, who, who did he uh, play, Fish? Uh, Fish played... Um, Tessitore? Te no? te Tessio. Tessio, yes. Okay, uh, Robert. Rob, Robert... Cl uh, what was his last name? Who played Clemenza? Who stole the movie? Basically, he did. But what was his last name? It wasn't Rosa. I think it's Robert something. Um, let me Look see. Bo Dietl may know this. Oh, oh, wait a second. Bo says for you, Bernard. Also involved with trying to kill Hitler was his great uncle, General Edmund Dietl. Is that true? Oh, wow. 
Uh, if I if it is, I hadn't heard that yeah. before. That's amazing. I think Bo Deedle's uncle. I think he hung Hitler off a rooftop. I think at one point. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, that's Bo. No, he hung him out a window upside down as Bo did with with the, with the perps. You're uh, gonna give me that information. <laughs> Great uncle Bo Diaboa, by the way, on his way to the Esposito funeral. Because he has a, a heart of gold. By the way, I couldn't answer any one of those questions. You saw five blank looks in the studio I know, five. When, when you said Stauffenberg right. until I, Frank came in. But I can tell you who started Game 7 for the Brooklyn Dodgers in the 1955 World Series. What does that get me? To your credit. Get you, uh, <laughs> get you a pat on the back. Yeah. Sal Magley. And, uh, <laughs> no, 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 a close. close. Johnny Padres? Could have been. Yeah. I just mean my mom's guy. My mom loved Johnny Padres. Could have been uh, Bo Deedle's great uncle. Could have been. For game five or game seven of the 55 Brooklyn Dodgers. <laughs> By the way, uh, Bo Deedle's uncle had an uncle who died on Iwo Jima as well. Is wow. that true? Yes, that's true. God. Bo Deedle has, uh, comes from a great lineage, does Mr. Deedle. Oh yeah, we got to get out of here. one 800 on the Bernie and Sid Show. We'll be right back. Bill O'Reilly here, and I'm warming up from the NRIA.net studios in New York. Stand by for the O'Reilly Update Morning Edition. On this Friday, let's talk about evil. It is the act of hurting human beings and taking pleasure from doing it. Not self-defense, not aggressive actions to protect innocent folks. That's not evil, of course. Evil is... Striking out against a fellow person in the hope that that person will be hurt physically, mentally, emotionally, that's evil. Now, under that definition, Putin is certainly evil. The Chinese government is evil. The Iranian government, the North Korean government, all evil. The Mexican drug cartel, incredibly evil. So are people who sell hard drugs like heroin and fentanyl, which can kill you on the streets. Those people are evil. No excuse for that. Murderers, rapists, abusers of children and the elderly, all evil. So what should we do with evildoers? Well, we have a criminal justice system which is on the verge of collapse in America right now. That's got to be rehabilitated because you have to punish people who hurt other people. You can't reason with them or understand them. You can't convert evil. It's on the planet, and it's not going to change. You can try, but don't expect Putin to turn around anytime soon. That is the Morning O'Reilly Update. More analysis later on. Your Friday morning. You know, Bill O'Reilly talked yesterday about 
authenticity as being the reason he believes that uh, Bernie McGurk and Sid Rosenberg and this fabulous crew, Lou Rufino and all the guys, are now the number one Nielsen-rated news show in the morning. And, um, you know, we, we, we talk about all the news, and Bernie's got a, a historical mind like nobody's got, and we're both very opinionated, and we don't beat around the bush, and we discuss everything from sports to entertainment to TV, you name it. It's a full-service show. And we've even joked around at times, me and Bernie, about drug use. And, you know, Bernie, you sent me a picture a couple of days ago. It's got to be 30, about, excuse me, 20 years old of me and your good buddy Dave Weiner. I don't even look at the same person. No, you don't. Was that the, the, the Michelle Salvatore night? The, the, um... No, that was the, uh, that was the fight. Oh, that was the fight. Yeah, that was at uh, Chelsea Piers. Wow. That'll be, uh, by the way, that'll be 19 years coming wow. up in October, Lou. 19 years. Oh, so we always joke around, me and Bernie. We had, we had our nights out back in the first WFAN run 20 years ago, and we'd do some cocaine and drink, and, um, you know, we had sex once or twice. We, we, we try not to bring that part up, but... Um, but uh, well, I try to. Well, you you keep, <laughs> keep alluding to it, and uh, it's very embarrassing. Well, that's why we're still close to this day. But you, Lou, you've uh, upstaged me and Bernie because uh, the guy from that great group right there, the band, that great song, The Weight, LeVon Helm, you had uh, nights like me and Bernie had with him, with LeVon, right? I was on a bus with him. Doing going, what? Going to Nashville. Why? He wanted me to go down. They were friends. You were friends. I, I, you would. I was in his house at his kitchen table, just hanging out, smoking, smoking weed. Yeah, he, he, he would call you, or what was the? Oh, well, he'd do a show right there. He had a barn, and he had a lot of musicians. And tell him, Lou, he had that Saturday night deal the, going. The, the, yeah, the um, Saturday night rambles. And, and was this? Uh, what was this place in Tennessee or New York? No, what's Woodstock? In Woodstock, upstate, upstate New York. Great right. spot. Yeah, right, it's right. very cool. Not the actual Woodstock event where my mom was Bethel no. in Woodstock no, no, by no. Bernie's father. Yes, yeah. right. It's Closer. another good area, but man, it is hot central up there. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So you you spent a lot of time with Levon doing that. Show would end. Every musicians would come filing in. They'd be changing. He'd have bring guests in, say hi. Hey, what's go? What's going on, brother? Everything while he was talking, he'd be rolling. Oh my god! Constant. But you were you were Rolled. you were a pretty young guy though. Like, how'd you get? Why was the, the band one of your? What, it was just, well, I, from college, I from was college. I was into them. Yeah, wow. I was into them. I was into a lot of. And bands then, of like course, that. Imus was friends with uh, Levon, and and, right. and and Lou developed a, a sincere friendship with uh, well, Levon Helm. But no, but, but knowing Imus, Bernie did not make Imus like Imus always got mad when one of us. Became friends with his friends. He would get like jealous. That didn't bother I miss it. You and him. I could see it creeping in a little bit. <laughs> you do, no. How did you do it? What? You do, why did you do it like that? Right. I, right. Go away. He hated like and I got to tell you, you know, when we got the morning show, when they uh, forced Imus out, they called it a nice retirement, but we all know that's nonsense. And um, so we wanted to bring Don on, me and Bernie, and thank him, you know, for all the years and. We both, at least to this day, even though we couldn't stand him, we both are quick to admit that a lot of our success was because of him. We give him the credit. We give him the credit. He refused to come on. He just he didn't want us here in the first place. He wanted Mike Lupica. Oof. And, and then he wouldn't even come on the show with us. So I could just imagine when you're friends with LeVon Helm, it had to make him crazy. Yeah, well, it's I all of a sudden became super friends with him. Probably one of the nicest guys, genuine wow. people you'd ever meet. He, but I... That trip down to Nashville, we got MJ and I were on. They wanted us to come down with them. I got we showed up in the morning at eight o'clock 
to take this whole ride down with the band. Yeah. He comes out of his house, jacket on, small bag. What's going on, brothers? What's going on? Lighter is in his hand. <laughs> Lighter. It's like it's affixed to his hand, going into his pocket. He, you see the burn marks on his index finger. You walked into his house, going into like one of the bathrooms. Yeah. Pot smoke all over the uh, foyer. Wow. Yeah. MJ came out. She goes, I think I just got high <laughs> going to the bathroom. MJ, of course, is uh, Lou's lovely girlfriend. See, that was never our big thing, though. I mean, although, Bernie, Bernie, you, you, you smoke a little bit of weed still, right? Even uh, Not anymore. Uh, no, not anymore. But uh, <laughs> Edibles. You do edibles, though. Uh, I was doing them uh, up until, I guess, this past fall. Haven't done any since uh, the new year. but right, uh, right. And, and just at a minimal amount. Yeah, back in the day, I used to uh, partake. Only yeah, I was a weekend warrior, just right. uh, you know, similar fashion with uh, drinking. But uh, I would also say I would do it, believe it or not. And I'm not proud of it, not proud of it. But I would, uh, you know, take a few uh, puffs before a workout. I actually uh, took a few puffs before I did these half marathons. How, yeah, how did you do that? Because even your weight workouts, I've been with you. They're almost, it's almost like cardiovascular. They're, they're, they're every bit as much like running on a treadmill as it is lifting weights. How'd you breathe? How'd you do that? It, it had no effect on my none. Uh, cardiovascular, none whatsoever. Wow. No, no, it just, uh, I don't know. It, it, it acted as coffee to me. Some people it puts to Interesting. sleep. Interesting. To me, it acted as coffee. Plus, I would throw in a strong cup of coffee. There you go. And, and my, had a great, great wow. workout. And wow. bef- before we get to the clip of the day in the sports and all that stuff, do you know? who actually loves edibles, it's the last person in a million years. Okay, let's try to guess. Okay, but I will tell you this. Here's how I know about it. When we need he it. admitted it. He admitted it on a huge radio show. Okay, is it somebody that's here? Not here. John Minko. No, well, it's kind of in that, like you'd never believe it, that type of category. And yes, a WFAN guy. Rich Ackerman. Uh, another good one. Not him, no. Oh, Burn. I know. Who was it, Byrne? Charles Let's McCord. face it, Louie, you know it, I know it. <laughs> oh, yes. yes. He does the edibles. Oh, you guys he cheating. likes to uh, be up there in the clouds. Bernie nailed it. A year ago on the Howard Stern Show, <laughs> Doggy admitted that he does edibles. And when he was on with me here two weeks ago, I said, I remember that episode. Are you still doing them? And he said, yes. Chris Russo. Mike, this is not a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh boy! Don't we got remember what I said. Uh, no, I know, Mikey. No, I can't. Completely forget. I can't. Uh, we got Rob Shooter live in studio coming up at eight forty, and I'm Jackie the Joke Man Motley right now, though. <laughs> coming up at nine twenty-five. Back here in the Bernie and Sid show, a little CCR. That's right. On this uh, Friday, March 4th, ladies and gentlemen, happy Friday, I would point out. Uh, you know, on a personal note, a long week, and uh, it's all good. But uh, despite the fact that we have nuclear plants <laughs> getting hit by artillery shells halfway around the world, uh, listen, uh, Sid Rosenberg, I talked about this yesterday, Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida, he was doing an event, and he had a bunch of kids behind him wearing masks. Obviously, somebody was trying to embarrass him because they knew he was completely, totally anti-mask. Somebody told those kids to put the mask on, get behind DeSantis. We're going to embarrass him. Well, he wasn't having it. He rolled up on him, 
And he said, listen, you little dummies, take those stupid masks off. I mean, if you really want to wear them, you can, but uh, they're not they're not helping you whatsoever. Here is, uh, just to re- remind you, here's what it sounded like, Cut 17. It is political theater. They're doing it for the appearance. They're no, I'm not sorry. Doing it's it cut, it's- cut, cut 17, the original uh, clip from DeSantis telling the kids not... Oh, you don't have it? Okay, never mind. Don't worry about it. Here was some of the reaction to that. He got he got filleted, did Rod DeSantis, by the left. And here is some of the reaction from the fake news uh, fools. Take a listen to this. 18. Republican governor of Florida today, Ron DeSantis, berating high school kids for wearing masks at his indoor news conference. Berating? Wow. Where was that guy raised? He's so in a barn? mean. I mean, what? serious. No, I'm serious. Was that, that guy was... raised in a barn? Oh, come Seriously, on. Seriously, this is... This is a question I asked. Who raised him? This is the governor yeah, of your you. state. Who is and this? it's televised. Like, you're on video. It's going to go everywhere. These kids are at an age where people already tease and bully. And, like, now you just you saw that girl, like, scrambling to take hers off. Like, what do I do? I, I just found oh. to say that to a bunch of minors. Oh. One kid looked at them like, shut up. Yeah, I like that kid. There, there were some kids that did not take off their masks. And I thought, that's damn yeah. good parenting right there. Yeah, morons. Who was that? You- you would think these kids are that would the guy you were asking who it was it was uh, morning schmuck uh, Scarborough. Oh, figures. Yeah. But you would think these kids are like like little snowflakes. You got to hear kids in, in public schools the way they talk to each other. What's up, my mother? Blanking B word and yeah, all that. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, give me a break. You know, no, but, little, but those kids they just parrot cupcakes. Their, they just parrot their parents. That's all. They, you know, you can't blame the kids. I mean, you played a uh, piece yesterday. Where the kid was, you know, he was kind of ambivalent. He was back and forth. And then the mother was, like, really outraged, well, that jerk. The so mo- that's the problem. They, they parrot the parents. Yeah, the mother there in that case with that kid, she was trying to get him to say what she wanted him to right, say. Right, right. Yeah, he, she, was, she was intimidating, bullying him, if you will. By the way, that reminds uh, me of a quick story. Yesterday, Ava uh, had a meeting with one of her teachers. And um, I came up. In the conversation, I don't know how or why. I don't know her teachers, but it's a very liberal school. They're very liberal people, as you know, but not public school here in, in New York. And uh, the teacher actually asked my daughter at one point, is it difficult having conversations with your father knowing his political bend? And I said to Ava, I said, how does this lady, this teacher, even know my political bend? That's first of all. Uh, it's A. That's and, A. And then and, Danielle was furious. She's like, your teacher should not ever, ever, ever talk to you about your relationship with your mother, your father, your brother, or anybody in your house. It's none of her effing business. And Danielle was going to call the school today. But And, and by the way, this lady looked her. me up. This lady just found out about me somehow through Ava. Ava never mentioned me. And she looked me up, and she came to see that I'm a Trump supporter and, and uh, you know, an anti-mask guy and all that stuff. And handsome, thank you. And she actually went at my daughter yesterday. But that's the uh, woke tard agenda. The critical race theory agenda is to dismantle the nuclear family, to divide kids from their parents, to tell the kids that your your parents are inherently racist. And by the way, so are you because you have white skin or whatever the hell the thing is. So it's not surprising, but it is very, very inappropriate. I hope Danielle uh, tears her a new one. But listen, <laughs> Ron DeSantis on being called a bully with these kids. He responded last night, and once again, the guy knocked it out of the park. Listen to Ron DeSantis. You do not have to wear those masks. I mean, please take care. No, 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 low, 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 low. 
This is cut 16, Ron DeSantis on being called a bully. I think it's also important to point out that there's no reason to do it uh, for, for young and healthy kids, especially and in the state of Florida. We never had a mass mandate, of course, but our guidance from our health department is not to wear these cloth masks. And I think it needs to be said because people have been lied to for two years. And so I was uh, I didn't want it to be thinking that, like, they were told to do this by me because I certainly wouldn't do that. And, you know, they talk about, oh, by letting someone have a choice to take off their mask and welcoming that choice, that that's somehow bullying. Bullying is locking kids out of school, which they did. Bullying is forcing kids to wear masks for eight hours a day, which they did for two years and are only stopping now because the polling's changed. Uh, bullying is kicking people out of work because of vaccine mandates. We fought all of those policies in Florida. We lifted people up and we liberated them from local school boards and governments that imposed them. Yeah, there he is, the governor of Florida. I mean, the guy's brilliant. That's and, a knockout. Uh, that is a knockout. Right, yes. exactly. It was, a, it was a, That's a grand slam right there. All of it true to a T. Now, on this, uh, uh, on this Russian invasion of the Ukraine, nobody called it. Nobody thought it would happen, not to the extent that it's happening, that he was going to try to take the whole Ukraine. You have a lot of mea culpas out there. Uh, you, we, Bill O'Reilly, uh, last Thursday, he was apologizing on a, a, week, a week ago from yesterday. He was apologizing. He got it wrong, and that's to his credit. Uh, that's a man of integrity. Another guy who got it wrong and, and apologized was Tucker Carlson. But this is a good one. Tucker Carlson apologized last night, but he, his reasoning for getting it wrong was, well, he blamed Joe Biden. And, uh, well, take a listen to what he said. I think you'll enjoy it. So this situation appears to become more chaotic by the day, possibly even spinning out of control. And that, we must be honest, is shocking to us. We've been taken by surprise by the whole thing. We're not the only ones who were, but we're willing to admit it. The only thing more embarrassing than being wrong in your estimates is pretending that you weren't. So why didn't we see this coming, this total loss of control? Well, because we assumed that if things were dire, serious people would be involved in fixing them. But we looked up and we saw Kamala Harris involved, and that reassured us. <laughs> Harris had just come back from Europe where she'd been conducting, quote, diplomacy with her allies, and that appeared to be proof this could not really be a big deal. The situation in Ukraine had been legitimately serious. If the future of Europe and the world hung in the balance, as now so obviously it does, of course, the Biden administration would not have sent Kamala Harris to fix it, because that's not her job. Makes sense, doesn't it? A hundred percent. A thousand percent. You see, you see uh, Kamala Harris at a, a Munich peace conference over uh, something that might lead to nuclear war, you're like, ah, it's not going to happen because uh, why would they send this dingbat who slept away to the top of California politics right. and is now one heartbeat away from the presidency? Now, to put a bow on it, Tucker also said this. Listen to him. Shouldn't surprise you, though it should horrify you and make you nervous, that according to the Hill newspaper, Kamala Harris is going back to Europe to see how much worse she can make this disaster. She'll be heading to Warsaw, Poland, and Bucharest, Romania to, quote, show solidarity with Ukraine, which means to badly damage key American interests in inventive new ways you haven't yet imagined. That's what's going on. A crisis that gets more grave by the day, whose ramifications are clearly more serious than anyone expected, overseen by people who have no wisdom or foresight or restraint and fundamentally don't have the interests of our country at heart when they make their decisions. And Kamala Harris isn't the only problem, but she's the most glaring symbol of it. I mean, just you could not possibly say it better. 
a woman who actually raised money to bail out people who assaulted police officers, tried to kill police officers, and she's going to be she's taking a lead on this uh, this hairy situation, this this hazardous situation out in uh, dire direly dangerous dangerous situation out in the Ukraine. It is really, really she insulting. What she did earlier last week with Charlemagne the God doing nursery rhymes about Ukraine and Russia. You know, it's funny. This uh, we just finished celebrating Black History Month last month. We could have Kamala Harris on. Uh, now we're celebrating Women's History Month. And uh, Jennifer Grodd came to me and said, "Do you want Kamala Harris?" And I said, "No." <laughs> of course, she did not do that. But I would say no. I really would say no. I wouldn't celebrate. Kamala Harris, even if she wanted to come on the show, black right. or and or woman, because she's such a miserable failure well, and such a, a poser, I wouldn't even want her on. I would take her only uh, to ask her the tough questions that nobody asked, like, why did you raise money to bail out people who assaulted police officers? And, and then you'll hear a click, and that'll be it. That's what I would look for. Yeah. That would satisfy me to no end. Yeah, I would like that, too. You're right. You're right. All right, Jennifer Booker. Book Kamala Harris. Book that lady. <laughs> hey, listen, one one other uh, Fox News-related thing. Our colleague Mark Levin, who was uh, 77 WABC every night at 6 o'clock. That's right. I said it. That's right, and he's great. He's He, he, he feels like he's not welcome at Fox News, even though he does a show on Sunday nights and he appears on Hannity's show. He says the rest of the network has contempt for him, particularly this show called America's Newsroom, with uh, Bill Hemmer and Dana Perino. Remember I played that clip where they, they just, just French-kissed Jen Psaki's yes. ass. Yes, Anyway, here's Mark Levin on that show and uh, Dana Perino in particular. That's the uh, Bill Hemmer-Dana Perino show. You know, I've never been invited on that show, Mr. Producer. You want to know why? Dana hates me. Yeah, it's true. She's a bushy, and I'm not. She's a rovite, and I'm not. So they take these things very personally, I think. Bill Hemmer's called me in the past. He's actually a very nice guy. You want to know the truth? I'm sorry. I don't care for Carl Rove. And so, uh, you know, I raise these things. I'm critical of these things. So I'm just not part of the the social circle, which is true. That's right. I said it. He's not part of of the rhino circle because those people are just... uh, you know, Fox News, we go to Fox News not to see them uh, suck up to uh, peppermint patty punks like uh, Jen Psaki. Uh, we don't, that's not what we go there for. I mean, we want that. You go to MSNBC and CNN and that type of thing. And, of course, uh, you mentioned it earlier. There, there is good programming, the five. That's and it. you have the aforementioned Tucker, that's Hannity, Those Ingram, whatever. Uh, yeah, yeah. I see. I don't. Uh, Sean, to me, love him. Again, love Sean. I know he's been great to you during your career. He was very good to me. Part of my ascent back to New York was him putting me on his radio show one day with um, uh, who, uh, Ron Christie and our friend from uh, Tamara Holder, Tamara Holder. Uh, and he was very, very good to me. Came on my show down in Miami. So I'll always love Sean. But I can't watch his TV show. It's the same show every night. I'm not up for Laura Ingram. So I watch two shows on Fox News, The Five and Tucker. That's it. Otherwise, I'm watching Newsmax. I'll watch Greg Kelly. I'll go back and forth to Grand Stinchfield. I like Sean Spicer at 6. I can't watch Brett Baer. So I'm really down, Bernie, to be honest, to just two shows on Fox News. Hey, good for you. Listen, Newsmax is a great, great alternative, probably superior in many ways than uh, Fox News. And uh, I, I do the same thing, actually. I watched Newsmax TV. I can't stand Like this woman they put on, uh, this Jennifer Griffin. Hater. This, this, what, what, a, what, a, what a nasty, bitter, I know. angry 
wretch. Well, where was she is. from? Where would they get her from? I, I, she's been around for a long time, but uh, I don't like her either. I mean, every time somebody comes on with uh, an opinion she doesn't like, they slap her on right after to, to correct because the host doesn't have the balls right to uh, call out whoever it is they're interviewing, like that. General, I played earlier in the week with Trey Gowdy, this guy, General Doug McGregor. Yes. As soon as that guy was done, they put on Jennifer Griffin, and she's like, how dare he say what he said? He said what he said was dangerous. He was just giving his opinion, his point of view. That's what free speech is all about. He was great. He wasn't good. He was great. No? Indeed. He he was terrific. Hey, listen, uh, speaking of terrific, we have Rob Shooter. This guy is a flamboyant, openly gay gossip uh, maven. And he's coming in studio to get your WABCradio.tv uh, signal out there on your Internet, on your smart TVs. He's coming up. And we, Jackie Martling's coming up. we got a lot more show on the Bernie and Sid Show. We're coming right back. Great Bob Seeger, 803 on your Friday morning. Half number two, hour number three of the number one Nielsen rated news talk show in New York City. We are Bernie and Sid in the morning. Me and Bernie, uh, Bernie are here. The rest of the crew is here too. And uh, we've got all this news to get to, which we've done for two hours already. As Bernie just mentioned, the naughty gossip columnist Rob Shooter, very entertaining, coming up live in studio this hour at 840. And Jackie the Joke Man Martling makes his return to the Bernie and Sid in the morning show. That jerk-off liberal, who's funny, and I love him, he's coming up at uh, 925. But uh, Justin tells me he's going out tonight, Bern. It's Friday night. You and I are old. You know, you're home with Carol, and I'm home with Danielle and the kids. And I wouldn't want it any other way, but he's still a young guy, Justin. Right. So I say, uh, what are you doing this weekend? It's Friday, you know. He's seen your, your, uh, you know, your hot little girlfriend, and he's not, of course. He never sees her. They've got a great relationship. And uh, they never <laughs> fight. So he, um, he's going out with the boys tonight. And what does that mean? Who are the boys? I don't know. You know, I mean, I got a, I got a, I got a ton of friends. <laughs> Such a liar! You are so lying. Right? Yeah, I, I got, mean, stop. listen. I mean, I've got so many to choose from. It's I, I haven't even quite decided yet. You're alone tonight at home, aren't you? All yeah. by yourself. Yeah, I'll be alone. Yeah. <laughs> don't you live with this girl? <laughs> no, no, not yet, Burn. Actually. Oh, okay. Yeah. Plus the fact he's got this horrible sty. So oh, his eye is. I mean, I, I feel bad. It, it doesn't look terrible. You don't feel bad at all. What do you? Think? Yeah, there's a close-up. Take a look, Burn. there on WABCradio.tv. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's really that bad? Were you fighting in the Ukraine? <laughs> is, it, what's going on? is it really that bad? It doesn't feel that bad. It, well, it's it, nasty. It's, well, uh, well, Bernie said it's nasty. So. It's, it I was going to lie and say it's not that bad, but, yeah, you look you look like somebody. Yeah, like, and you have rashes all over your bald yeah, head. Yeah, but, but I covered my body. You can't see them. Mm, that's Yours what you is think. on your eye. Since Sid's been asking me all day, do I have rashes on my head? Do I, I know, I get, on my neck? I, I get nervous. So I've been lying to him. Well, I've been saying what, no. I, I wasn't going to bring up your sty because you've been nice to me this morning, but I'm a jerk, so. Right, and I'm a jerk, too. It's <laughs> <laughs> the only or, way to be. Or can be, if need be. Right. right. Exactly. So this is, with all that's going on in the world today, Ukraine and Russia blowing up nuclear power plants and, you know, feces guys and subway stories and murders and all that stuff, I feel like your sty 
is uh, the worst the worst possible thing and the worst news of the day. If you really were going to go out with your friends tonight, now you can't go out because you look terrible. Well, I mean, I'll still go out. How? Probably. I mean, because I because I, I want to, and I'm but, 26 years old, and but, I don't I don't want to be like 50. I don't want to be like 56 years old and look back and say, oh, I, you know, I didn't go out one weekend when I was 26 because I had a sty. But a sty is like a bacterial thing. Like, like you look, it's like a dirty thing. Like girls know that, just so you know. Just I mean, you have a girlfriend anyway, but. What would you do if you went out with your friends? You go to a bar, you go to a restaurant, what do you do? Uh, no, we'll probably go out to, uh, you know... Uh, your book club a, a lo- starts yeah, making a, a book club, exactly. No, I have a, lo- a lot of buddies that live out in Brooklyn, mm-hmm. so they the do, library. you know... The library. Yeah, we do... <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll do the the library, exactly. <laughs> you know, we'll uh, we'll do the, the whole nightclub scene, maybe, or maybe okay. maybe hit a watering hole, a, okay. hole, a hole in the wall. I don't, I, mean, know what the, I don't know what that... A glory hole? Yeah, exactly. Okay, very good. Well, <laughs> Justin, this is the ultimate pot calling the kettle black, what, too, what, by excuse the way. Excuse me? Because I've seen you half hour out, and yeah. you are dr- Dribbling on yourself, <laughs> so he's there's. You don't even listen to what he's saying. Uh, I mean, Sid, you're still you're still with me, right? You're still with me. I'm, I'm good, bro. I'm, I'm, good. I'm all right. I'm, I'm coming right back. Fair enough. Lou has seen me in some of my worst worst times when uh, McSorley's picked him up off the floor. Uh, yes, sawdust yes, on that floor. yes, they did. That was one of our many Pick many nights too. together. Yeah. <laughs> now we've got a lot of memories. Me, you, and Bernard. All of us uh, going back twenty plus years. But they're over now. Bernie's older with Carol. You're older with MJ. I'm older with Danielle. Now, these kids. No, they forget look, it. They're, they're going they're, out. Right. They're, they're getting started. <laughs> they're getting crazy. But they got to live They got to live 30 lifetimes, Justin, Luke, Frank, all these kids, to come close <laughs> to Bernie, Lou, and Sid. They got to live 30 lifetimes. Yeah, we can be proud. Sid, I'm if proud I end up it. like you, I don't want to live those lifetimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's all that bad, huh? Co-hosting the number one radio show in New York City, three movies, a TV show, a brand new book. It's all that bad, huh? Tough guy. When you look like that, yeah, it, it is that Married bad. to a gorgeous. <laughs> This gorgeous girl. Come on. Have a good time, Luke. You can do a heck of a lot worse, yeah. Oh, we'll, we'll look back at this and I'm dead in 30 years. See where you are. Bastard. They, they won't remember you. <laughs> I know. That's true, too. Wait, Here lies say- Sid Rosenberg. Who? <laughs> you're not saying, Sid, that you have no regrets, right? I have so many regrets. So uh, there you go. Yeah, but, you know, uh, I think in the end it's turned out to be... Uh, a lot better than I could have ever imagined. No, you're right. You're right. You're, you're blessed like that, actually. Yeah, I'm I mean, lucky. For, for a lot of people, it doesn't work out. But uh, for you, yes, it's been uh, it's been one hell of a, a journey and a successful one at that. Despite all these, uh, you know, these extracurricular activities, to put it uh, politely. No, no, you're right. And, and, <laughs> extracurricular. And, no, he's right. And, and I do have a, a lot of gratitude for that. I mean, I, I've been lucky. Now, look, don't confuse the issue. I have a tremendous talent. You don't get this opportunity unless you're really good at what you do. I'm sorry. If you hit 35, 40 home runs a year, they're going to keep making excuses for you to play baseball. So that's part of the reason why. And I've got great people around me like you, for example. So I'm not going to call it completely lucky. I'm great at this. But... There is some luck involved, and I am gracious for that. Yeah, no, 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 no. Listen, I'm not saying it's total luck. I'll be the first to say that you have, uh, you know, it's just a blessed, gifted with this natural talent. There's no question about it. And that, that has propelled you to here uh, that a lot of people don't have and uh, would signify the end of whatever the hell they were trying to do. So, no, I'm not. Uh, luck is a part of it. Talent, of course, is a, another large part of it, no doubt. I think uh, most people that were great at what they did or are great at what they do, they get a little bit of luck along the way. Even the pioneers, even the great ones, there's always all luck involved, and and, and that's okay. In fact, right now, talking about luck, I think that uh, Zelensky, to to move this over to the real news of the day, Zelensky and the Ukrainians, they can use a little luck because 
Uh, they can't go at this based on power. They can't go at this based on numbers. They just can't beat the Russians. They can't. They can hurt them. They can beat them up good. They can take out a bunch along the way. But as you and I have talked about all week, it's inevitable that Russia will get what they want to get eventually. The question is, how many lives will Ukraine lose along the way? So right now, the Ukraine, they can use a little luck, Bernie McGurk. They could. They could. And, uh, you know, the question that that I've been asking all week, uh, are we giving them false hope to continue this, uh, well, this counterinsurgency or uh, is it a good thing to continue it not so as to not make it so easy for a guy? In other words, it would be appeasement, actually, if we, they put down their arms and just let them take over the countries. But in the meantime, a lot of lives are going to be lost. So it's, it's, it's a tough, uh, tough call, I would say. No, I, th- I agree with you. And I, and I actually do. I would like to see them <laughs> God, give up. That, that seems like the, the two wrong words. How can I say that better? Right, no, it, it's tough. That that would be, and it, some people would look at that as appeasement. But you're right. In the end, they're going to lose. So, uh, do you want to save lives, or do you want to just make it tough for them and say, "Ha ha, we made it tough for you," even though you won eventually? It, it, there's no right way to say it. There's no easy way to say it. Yeah. But uh, I will say this: uh, this guy Zelensky, he ain't giving up. I don't care what happens. Uh, listen to what he said. Play cut ten, just for laughs. Cut 10, Lou Rufino, Zelensky, uh, really just threatening Putin. I mean, this guy's tough. Listen to this. We will rebuild every house, every street, every city. And we say to Russia, learn words of reparation and contribution. You will pay back the full price for everything that you did to us, to our country, and to every Ukrainian. Wow. Wow, this guy's Doesn't got sound like the guy's going to give up, right? Yeah. Jeez. I mean, they're going to kill him. This poor bastard's going to die, I'm telling you. Look, they're going to they find him eventually. I mentioned that uh, they held that press conference yesterday in a uh, room in Kiev, mm. which had to be the most dangerous room for the the 25 minutes they held this press conference or whatever it was, except the room where uh, Joy Behar fell on her face <laughs> on the set of The View. That was the most uh, yeah. dangerous room for her anyway. Oh, yeah. but, but, but this room, the Russians were looking. I mean, the longer the press conference went on, they were trying with all their technology to find out where he was so they could land a missile right into that. Even the reporters were all in danger as well. Yeah. But he's got uh, he's got some onions, this guy. He does, and uh, we're going to find out he's not even in Kiev. He's on Emmons Avenue right now in Sheepshead Bay in Brooklyn uh-huh. with the rest of the Ukrainians, that's and they, that's why they can't find him. I, I want to ask you this, so again, in today's New York Post, Bernie, we talked about this yesterday. The first 12 or 13 pages is all about Ukraine-Russia, as if life in New York City is grand. And we know, of course... That is a disaster. It's the reason why I'm, I'm, I'm leaving. I am literally, after six years of living in New York, I'm gone in two weeks. And uh, there was nothing that Eric Adams could have said the last couple of weeks to change my mind. I'm convinced that he's not the right guy for the job, that he does a lot of talking and very little action. And even though de Blasio was the worst mayor of all time, I do not expect this city. Sorry, Corey Zelnick and uh, and uh, Jerry Seinfeld to improve dramatically anytime soon. So I am leaving. Now, I'd ask you, after 13 pages of Ukraine and Russia, what is the biggest story today right here home in New York? Well, of course, the overall overarching uh, big story is, continues to be crime. Uh, just to, uh, uh, you know, microcosmically, it is this uh, perp perpetrator. The guy who smashed the, uh, <laughs> the, the feces. <laughs> it's a perpetrator. Very good. The guy who smashed the uh, feces in the lady's face on the East 241st Street station. 
uh, again, uh, a typical Democrat shoving crap in people's faces that you don't want it, that you don't want. But uh, anyway, it's that, that. And he released a videotape to add insult to injury, 44 priors, and uh, he's out on the street. And he actually posted to Instagram, excuse me, Facebook, uh, a day in the life of uh, the perpetrator. And it starts out, play the clip where he talks about, uh, you know, wanting to play basketball and how his day is going to go. And by the way, this homeless shelter that he's in, it looks almost luxurious. Listen, this guy's on welfare. He's in a homeless shelter. He's out on no bail after doing what he did. And he's posting stuff like this. Take a listen. I'm about to get my hair cut. I'm about to uh, exercise a little bit. I know how I do. 2,000 push-ups, I'm better. Shoot a little bit of hoops, you know. I'm getting a lot of threats, a lot of police watching my back, a lot of people making dirty comments, you know. But what about anyway, your job? I'm not even feeding into the nonsense like how I started this shit or how they started this shit. So that's good enough. Right. That's good. What about going to work there, punk? I mean, of course, that's not even in the periphery of the conversation. But it's it's not even his fault. Like, the guy is what he is. He's a low-life loser. What about the people, the powers that be, making sure there's incentive for this guy to go to work? It's yeah. not It's not him. Uh, it's this well, country. It's, I mean, it's the city. Personal responsibility. He bears some responsibility. No, no, of course, of course, of course. Of course. But, uh, yeah, no, you're right about that. Uh, it's all the people who enable him. They should be named, shamed, and, uh, you know, pointed out, highlighted. People should be in front of their houses with bullhorns, even though I don't like that type of thing. We could take a page out of their playbook. He also talked about uh, he well he's a, a bit of a homophobe. Maybe this will turn uh, the woke tards against him. Listen to what he said about uh, about being, about gay people. Take a listen. The species that set the scenario, right, should keep every female in their right mind away from me. And um, we all know that I don't like men. I'm not gay. I don't bend right. over and I don't go around kissing ass trying to fit in. So for that reason, maybe the Upper West Siders, your neighbors uh, infested with the, uh, the, the woke tards there, maybe they'll turn on him for that reason. I doubt he, it. He came out against gay guys. I doubt it. Well, if anything would, that would that be would it. That would be it. I agree with you. Uh, on a lighter note, Bernard, as we just covered Russia, Ukraine, and a feces-throwing criminal with 44 priors playing basketball on a Friday morning here in New York City. We, uh, we've got this uh, podcast network at WABC, and it's great. What is the name of your weekly podcast? American Lives Matter. It's a great podcast, and, and Bernie will give you what he gives you here, a little more, um, I guess, uh, uncensored, and, and uh, he really goes off for a good, right. good amount Un- of time. It's great. Un- unvarnished, and uh, yes. And it's very popular. The numbers for your podcast do very, very well. Most of the podcasts are audio podcasts. But there are some video podcasts. The, the uh, podcast that I do, Citizens United, is a video podcast. And I have to say that Doug Kisler is a genius. He writes this. And he writes this, Bernie, like he was writing for uh, Jimmy Kimmel or Jimmy Fallon or any one of those guys. He's actually better. He is uh, He's funny. He, the stuff he does is uncensored. Uh, we curse quite a bit. We have a lot of fun. And most of it is about entertainment tackling anything from Pete Davidson, what Rob Shooter is going to do basically at 840. That is my weekly podcast. And they put up these uh, one-minute promos every week. But today we are going to drop. Does that sound cool, Bernie? Yes, that's what the kids say. Thank you. Stuff drops. You don't, it's not coming out today. Right. It, it's dropping. We are dropping episode 14 of Citizens United, the same name as my book, by the way. And, uh, Gabby, you can roll that again, Eric Salas. You guys, there you go. 
Uh, again, if you're not watching us on WABCRadio.tv, you can't appreciate this nice picture of me and Bernard as I am promoting the number one show here in New York. But you can see the graphics on this podcast. I mean, look at this. It is intense. Wendy Williams, are you kidding me? Not even close. So I do want to congratulate the uh, the whole department there, the graphics department, Doug Kisler, Stephanie Bongiorno, Eric Salas, Gabby Lopez, Kat, all these kids do an amazing job. And, yes, at WABCRadio.tv, WABCRadio.tv, and on YouTube, you can catch Citizens United episode 14 later on today. 1-800-848-WABC, 1-800-848-9222. Exciting. Rest of the 8 o'clock hour about to come your way with Lydia Reports and Naughty Gossip columnist in studio, Rob Shooter, only right here on Bernie and Sid. This is Lydia Reports on 77 WABC. Here's Lydia Serrani. I was just watching that gif of you guys on social media dancing around in the control room, Chad Lopez, and the look on your face. Oh, it's out Uh, already from this morning? Yes. We started the show with uh, Don't Fear the Reaper by Blue Oyster Cult. Who knew that Rufino, Luke, and uh, Justin will break into this great dance? Frankie Diaz entered the room, and then the shocker of all shockers, Chad Lopez. (laughs) It's cool, right? It's a cool video. Yes, Chad's always brings the liveliness. Sounds like a gay nightclub. It really does. (laughs) Hey, by the way, it looked like a gay nightclub, (laughs) Bert. Yeah, they were were packed awfully close together. Yes. Yes, it was very yeah. sexy, very, and very Chad sexy. And Chad was, like, there in the middle. Yeah, yeah. And well, they're all tall around him. Where he usually like, likes to be. Beat you, Sid. That was nice working with you guys. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, two days. God. Chad, Chad's oh. pulling the plug right now. <laughs> come back. The comeback lasted yeah. two days. Like Lydia wasn't thinking it, too. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, um, so you you played the poop attacker guy, right? That soundbite. Did you see the actual video, by the way? Sure. Oh, so the video. He is in a beautiful hotel room that would cost like the average person three. That's the homeless shelter. He yeah. is in a beautiful hotel room. It's like that would cost at least three thousand dollars a month for anybody else. Then he shows. That's, a, that's his- what I was saying. He's in these luxurious accommodations, and it turns out that's his homeless room. Yes, that's, that's a, and, the city and, and he's got him. social security benefits. He's got a food stamps card. He's got a cell phone. Everything all paid for. And I'm sure he stole those nice clothes that he's wearing. And then in one of his other videos, because I found it on his Facebook, he goes right back to that exact train station where he attacked that woman at 241st Street, the last stop of the two train, right there in the Bronx on White Plains Road. I mean, it is unbelievable that this guy, and he's got four open cases against him. So that's that's whole one whole other story that's completely egregious. Another one that's going on, my friend, she has a child that goes to school up in Putnam County at the Halidon School District. He's in first grade. Even though that COVID is over, the pandemic is over, all this and that, the kids there still have to eat on the floor, six feet apart. They're not allowed to socialize. Do you believe this? No. And she, her and the and the parents wrote a letter to the school superintendent saying, why are the kids still eating on the gym floor? Why do they have to carry up their food three flights of stairs? Why can't they just sit in the lunchroom and, and congregate and socialize like normal children? And the school superintendent wrote back, said, these emails are a distraction. Like, basically, like, we know better. And shut so, up and deal with it. So, excuse First me, you can, you can sit in a restaurant uh, with tables all around the place not six feet apart necessarily, eat without a mask, but the kids have to sit outside on the floor. 
Yeah, they're sitting on the dirty floor, the dirty floor first graders. Why, so that, why are you know, we locking these people up? I have no idea. And then you played it before. DeSantis said he's being accused of bullying the kids. If anybody's bullying the kids, they're bullying. So here's a soundbite from one of the kids that took off his mask. And he was specifically asked by the reporter, how did you feel when DeSantis told you to take off the mask? Take a listen. Do we I'm look? responsible for him. Oh, that's the, the, the feces scenario. You know, I don't no, 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 no. That's the feces guy. We don't want that. No, no. Well, I want the, the kid. The kid soundbite. We had it yesterday, Lou. Maybe the uh, kid? You wanna, yeah, you want to check, check, check that list? Well, no, I, I think we got t- it. No, I, I, Lou cut it. He told me he had it. I texted him. Okay, well, Luke is out it. of well, the studio right now, so. Okay, so, well, Sorry. anyway, Lou cut. Okay, it's fine. Luke had cut the soundbite. He told me, I texted him before. He told me he was ready. But anyway, the kids specifically asked, so did you feel pressured by the governor to take off your mask? And he's like, uh... Uh, mm, uh, mm, uh, uh, and his mom uh, is staring uh, at him the whole time. Yes, yes, and she's like smiling mani- men- menacingly, maniacally. Mani- maniacally, did you see that? yes. <laughs> and he said he basically was like, "Uh, you, you better say what I just told you to say." But she didn't. You know, he was. Uh, we talked about this earlier too, Lydia, me, and Bernie on yesterday. The kid was kind of ambivalent. He was back. At, well, you know, I felt a little uncomfortable, but he didn't really kill DeSantis. But the mother, the mother was such a bitch. <laughs> I'm just going to come out and that, say it straight That's what out. it is. These moms, they're, they're, they're insane. They're insane. They're obsessed. Did you see that video, too, of the parents on the front steps of the city hall? And they're like, we want our masks. It's like a parody. It's like they're, they're obsessed. Like we keep saying it's like virtue signaling, you know? I wear my miraculous medal to – just for myself, it's like a tiny thing. And people wear their crosses to show their faith. They want to wear their mask to show that they're obedient and that they comply and that right. they care for other people. When all they do is they care about themselves and they're brainwashed. Yeah, it's a cult. It's, a, it's sick, uh, whatever. Uh, but uh, and people can do whatever the hell they want. I'm not going to judge. I mean, I will judge them internally, but uh, I won't harass them outwardly. But leave the kids alone. That's all. Just leave the damn kids out of it. Let them do what they want. They don't want to wear masks. Believe me when I tell you, no kid wants to wear a stinking mask unless, of course, the parents have already brainwashed them. Just leave them out of it. I mean, what they're doing is cruel, cruel, cruel. They've already inflicted so much damage already, and they they haven't stopped. They really, really need to be arrested and prosecuted it's just the whole thing is uh it's going to be the worst uh manifestation of all the things that occurred during covid is what what happened to the kids and my friend that told me about this that's happening to her kid she's a registered nurse she's an rn she's like the science doesn't back it up that a five-year-old should be sitting on the floor six feet apart eating on the floor if anything it's actually worse it's so insane it's oh this is a good story for you sid julia fox you know the girl that was going out with uh kanye west yes so she was interviewed about him that's the one um bernie she went out with him for like 15 days like a whirlwind romance he was trying to create her into like a kim kardashian part two right she came out and she called him a stunt queen came out as what a, a stunt queen yes no stunt stunt, oh, stunt, stunt queen. queen stunt queen what you is know that? What that means it means he's just a publicity hoe that all he cares, oh. he's a stunt, a stunt queen. And she was like, you know, that's all he cares about. Like his whole life is like a movie and he's a stunt queen. And she was like, I lost 15 pounds like during that whole little courtship. And it was just, uh, yeah, I, I, he's, he's, he's out of it. But she called him a stunt queen. And that is, that is quite the diss. 
That is quite the diss there, by the way. Uh-oh. To call somebody a stunt queen. Uh-oh. A stunt, a queen. Yeah. You know, so he's going to go triggered. after her now. And so now Kim Kardashian is officially single. And then her boyfriend, Pete Davidson, I wonder if she's going to go to the Ferry Hawk game because her boyfriend, I'm seeing it on social media that he's like one of the owners or something like that, that new Staten Island baseball team that Cats with TVs is a part of. No, 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 no. We own that team. We own that team. Well, they're saying it on social media that Pete Davidson owns part of it. No, he owns part of the Ferry, and I guess he's a Staten Island native. Maybe he jumped in uh, recently. Let's go to Luke Legrano. He's got the latest on that. So actually, our lovely lovely Gina we have in the social department told us yesterday. Easy, easy. Uh, (laughs) Great call, Bernie. Um, no, so Pete Davidson made an Instagram for about six hours and followed three people: Kim Kardashian, uh, Sebastian Stan, who's from the Marvel Universe, and the Staten Island Ferry Hawks. Right, and that was up for about team. six hours before he deleted the whole account. Oh, okay, he deleted it. Okay, so he's a big Staten Island guy, obviously, King of Staten Island. His movie, which is a very good movie, I, I can't stand Pete Davidson, but the movie's very good. He's kind of cute. There's something about him. There's that's nothing cute. about him that's cute. Oh, he's, my he, God. he's thirty. He's horrible looking. Ugh. He's thirty pounds soaking wet. He's got a huge mouth. He's got ugly tattoos. Ugh. He's gross. It's his personality. He's it's got no per- person. He's an asshole. Gross too. He has. He looks like Beetlejuice if Beetlejuice was alive. Remember Beetlejuice. You know, yeah, Beetlejuice. I guess. I, I don't know. Yes, he looks like if Beetlejuice was alive before he died, you know? And <laughs> But there's something about him that he's cute. Like, I see it. It's his personality. We Girls fall in love with a guy's personality. You I guys understand. are the ones that are superficial and obsessed with how a girl looks. And you I, want a hot girl in your arm. I mean, we like I, there, a guy's no, personality. We don't care if they're that sh- shorter than us or got a little tub, oh, you please. know, a little belly. There's no <laughs> other way to explain Ariana Grande and Kim Kardashian than his great personality. Kanye West? Oh, uh, that's another one. So, You're right. Hey, hey, well, she we'll, used him. She used him. Were, were you and uh, Mr. Katz be talking about Kanye and the stunt queen tonight at 5 o'clock? Yeah, exactly. I, 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 I wanted to play the soundbite of the homeless guy, uh, the you know, the, the, the poop attacker, and he was just like, oh, my God, you know? But it's like I wanted it. So I, I just can't believe that guy's like, oh, ladies, stay away from me. You know, this is an S situation now, you know. And then he kept saying in the video that he's not gay. He's not gay. He's not gay. The he's guy, a homophobe. How is, but no, how is he not in, in, in a mental institution getting evaluated? Like, this is so what are you talking insane? about? He's got a basketball game this morning. Playing basketball outside. <laughs> he's got things to do. Yeah, he can't be worried about the mental institutions or police. He's got a game to play. How could they not remand him for a mental evaluation? Who's the they? guy tried to hit on a girl. The Who's judge. They? The judge. The judge Lasitra. How could she? That's the Bronx judge. He went back into a train, took a poop in a bag because a girl turned him down, and then went and smeared it on on her. That is mentally disturbed. Like this, if that is not the personification of what is wrong with our judges, with our legal system, with everything in the city, I don't know what is. I really don't know. You tell him, Lydia. You tell him. Hey, so Lydia. They're full of a- crap. They're full of crap. That was a great report. Lydia Serrano, so, you can hear it tonight. Go ahead. Yes, 5 o'clock, John Katzmatidis, Cats at Night. Great show. You don't want to miss it. Newsmakers from all around the world. And he's going to tell you what's really going on with the Ukraine crisis. We separate the fact from the fiction and how this whole narrative from the left that, oh, you know, we don't need to drill here. You could just do this or you could do that. Katz breaks it all down and tells you how we can actually get ourselves back on track, become energy independent and not rely on foreign entities like Iran, OPEC and Russia. But that's what they want for some reason even Pete Buttigieg was like oh hey we could borrow we could possibly buy oil from Iran I mean it's insane so we're gonna break it down for you clock
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Love Thank you, Lydia. Thank Thanks you very much. very much. We did make a uh, Prince mention earlier in the show. Bernie was talking about the number one cause of deaths. What was the exact age of those folks, Bernard? 18 through 45. All right, they died from opioid overdose, and that's what Prince died well, from. Drug overdoses, drug overdose, mostly okay. opioids. Gotcha. And then we were, I was making the point that way back when, when Prince died, you were just stuck on the fact that he couldn't make a duty for a long time. So, Well, I mean, <laughs> not necessarily. I mean, uh, <laughs> somewhat like that, but yeah. uh, the context was I've been on this, uh, I was on this crusade to try to get people not to get hooked on opioids because it causes horrible constipation. Yes. So you are literally full of crap. See what you did there? Yes. And uh, it really is It's difficult. I mean, uh, I don't even know how these people, I mean, because if you're an irresponsible, uh, you know, heroin junkie or opioid junkie, I mean, you're not taking, uh, you know, X-lax. No. You know, so no, uh, this, no. this crap builds up in you. I don't know how they get rid of it. Well, we've got these uh, great daily guests, right? We've got Rich Lowry Mondays, Bo Deedle Tuesdays, Bill O'Reilly Thursdays, Peter King Wednesdays. We've added a Friday guest now. This guy is so good. He's entertaining. He's beautiful. He's brilliant. He's the best <laughs> gossip columnist in the business, whether he's writing or on television. Now he's here 840 every Friday. You'll appreciate this. The guy running the board, his name is Lou Rafino. He was a uh, big, big star with Imus all those years that me and Bernard were with Imus. Big star. Big, big star. star. So he's now back for three days, and he's now dumped me. <laughs> he actually deleted something I said on the air, ooh, ooh. so the audience couldn't hear me because I said the A word in describing a guy that you really like, Pete <laughs> Davidson. <laughs> I called him the A word, but I actually said the word, Ooh, and he dumped me. Dumped you. Yeah, right. yes. Some, something you actually really like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Me or Rob? <laughs> anyway, on a serious note here, uh, this uh, this uh, Jeff Bezos has this yeah. ridiculous uh, spaceship, which doesn't go anywhere. It goes like two feet up in the air. <laughs> but um, he's taking William Shatner up there, I mm-hmm. think, and others. Are you telling me Pete Davidson is going to space next? He is, but hello, hello, hello. That's quite a lineup of guests. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. I'm happy to be here on Fridays. Thank you for having me. You look yeah. very cute today, too, um, by Thank the way. you. Yeah. I just did some TV, so I'm looking into your camera right now, and I have a little bit of makeup on. I have a lot of makeup on. But you wear that all the time anyway. I do wear this Who you think you're, ta- you're talking to me? I do. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, a little makeup helps you. So, yeah, Jeff Bezos has probably the most expensive Disney ride in the world, I guess, and it shoots you back and forth to space in a matter of minutes. You don't have to pack a suitcase. Literally. (laughs) I think I spend longer on the train, on the subway. (laughs) And so he's figured out, though, Bezos is a marketing genius, and he knew that getting William Shatner on that rocket of his, particularly 
after after his movie credits, his TV credits. He yeah. knew that was going to make a buzz. So they're looking for another celebrity to shoot up to space. And who, you're not going to like it, who's the most talked about, tweeted about, celebrity of the moment, Pete He Davidson. really is, huh? He's Pete's the most talked about. Yeah. Actually, I have a bit of gossip. Pete was number two choice. There was somebody before Pete. Give me and Bernie a hint. Well, it should have been you and Bernie. He's, <laughs> he's in the papers a lot. He's married, and he's just moved to America. He's British. Who would you think is more popular mm. in the papers more than Pete? British might even have a crown in his spare bedroom. Prince but, Harry. They wanted Prince Harry. Yeah. I was told Prince Harry was the number one choice. Harry ain't going to space, so they got Pete Davidson. And so he's shooting off to space. And breaking news today, right now, Kim has dropped West from her name. I saw that. She's now to Kim Kardashian. Kim Kardashian. Maybe and, Davidson. And you mentioned, of course, uh, just now, Harry. And uh, Bernie has a story for you, which involves... Harry's wife, Meghan Markle. Meghan. Is that right, Bernard? Certainly, Sydney. Well, first of all, uh, Prince Harry is one of the most henpecked uh, people on the planet. <laughs> he is. This guy is to- totally and completely whooped, disillusioned. You can see it in his face. But either way, the woman who, who's done that to him, Apparently, she's being sued by her sister over lying about growing up poor or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So when she did that big Oprah interview, when they sat down with Oprah, Megan had a real sort of heart-wrenching tale of rags to riches, of of growing up poor, of being an only child, of having to work at the age of 13 just to pay the bills. (laughs) Now her half-sister is saying, hang on a minute, you're not the only child. I'm around, and our dad actually worked really hard and provided really well for us. And so she's suing them also, too, uh, Megan allegedly was involved in a tell-all book, and so she's going to go after Megan for that book, too. What's interesting here is that Megan and Harry are very litigious. They love a lawsuit. They've sued but, the British uh, papers. Right. Now they're getting a taste of they their They lost that lawsuit, though, right? They won it. Oh, they, they did won win They won the lawsuit. They didn't win any money, oh, but no they, got, money. they got an apology from a British paper. And it's a really tricky thing. If you're going to start suing people, then people are going to start suing you. So right. if you're if you're upset about what people say about you, then be careful what you say yourself mm-hmm. because people are going to sue. So this is going to be interesting. I've met the sister. <gasps> She's no joke. She's no joke? She's no joke. Yeah. She's not going to drop this. Oh, I, drop I, this. I am watching you on TV. You are good. just, you do look great. You're a right, great I'm looking gorgeous. guy. I look, I, every morning I say that to myself in the yes, mirror. I know you do, but, you, <laughs> but there's, there's this energy that comes out of you. And I'm sitting next to you, so I, 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 I really feel it. And you can't fake this. Like, you know, you've been with women who, well, not you, but you, <laughs> you've been with guys who fake it. You can't fake this. Like, I'm like it, a this, Muppet. Yeah, it's a little annoying. You're like a Muppet. I'm like yes. a Muppet. I know. It Were you always for, like this? For, I, it was horrible. I've annoyed everybody since the day I was born. Oh, That's it's, what, it's so I came so to America. Endearing. No, in Britain, I'm just another annoying Brit. Really? Here, I'm like a Windsor. You are. Yeah. It's so endearing. Fancy. No, you love Barry Manilow. I love Barry. So my husband, Barry's Manilow, songwriting partner. So Bruce and Barry wrote the songs that made the whole world see. Yes. Can you believe that? You even have a theme song. I do have a to theme play. song. We'll, we'll get to that. But are you telling me that <laughs> Barry... We? Yes. We have, we, oh, he does have it. <gasps> oh, we do. Well, maybe at the end we'll play it. So Barry is now involved in a Broadway musical? That's right. So Bruce and Barry wrote a, a show, a Broadway show. Bruce is your husband. Bruce is my husband and it's debuting... When was the last time you and Bruce had sex? Um, gosh. Like most marriages. Good <laughs> I mean, it's so weird because I'm such a loud mouth and I gossip about I know, everybody. All of a sudden you couldn't talk. What but when it comes to, to myself, I don't really talk that much. Right. myself. Okay. Although right. I did write my own Wikipedia page. Yes, you did. And you, and you also wrote a book. Oh, oh I wrote a book. Oh, it's a prison barracks. They wrote yeah. a musical. Yeah. It's based on a real-life singing yeah. group. There were six guys 
in the 30s who were the Beatles. They were the first boy band ever. ever. You've never heard of them because Hitler came to power. Three were Jews. Three were Gentiles. That's the story of this show. Did they all get killed? I'm not going to give you the end. Bernie, moment. you know the they answer to this? They sold millions of records. I, I guarantee uh, you Bernie knows the answer. Uh, actually, I don't. Oh, wow. Okay. Comedian Harmonist. They, they played Carnegie Hall. They made a movie with what? Josephine Baker. They wow. sold millions of records. They were the biggest boy band in the world. We've never heard of them. That's the story of Harmony. Oh, wow. That's great. Very, yeah. very interesting. You know, Rob Shooter on the Bernie and Sid show. Rob, uh, another bizarre uh, matchup, uh, which was, which was, I think it was yesterday, maybe the day before, Governor Cuomo and Governor Christie... The two of these losers uh, dining together <laughs> at Al Fresco's or something. And well, what the hell's going on there? I was there. Oh, you were there? I was there. Rosanna's out. place? Rosanna's place. Fresco. I was there. Yes. This re- Fresco's has become the hottest spot north of Havana. He's, to I, I was there last Saturday, it's as you know, with the beautiful Danielle. And Ramona Singer was there. Celebrities. And... I took yes. Manolo there last time he was in town. We went to. Um, no, you didn't. We did, and the whole restaurant got up and sang Copacabana. Stop! They did a co- conga line around the, He loved that it. That is so it was gay. Amazing. It's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> this was not a gay night, never, or a gay afternoon. So Chris Christie's there. He's with Andrew Cuomo. They're tipped off the paps, so there's a lot of paps outside. They wanted to be seen. This uh-huh. is, there's a million places. I laugh all the time. When you see celebrities at restaurants, it's because, thank you very much. Oh, I'm going to pay my rent today. Bum, 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 bum. So, <laughs> that's on the air. <laughs> Listen to that. Copacabana. Bruce wrote that. Bruce wrote that. Isn't that amazing? My husband Your husband wrote, wrote, wrote the songs. That, who's the handsome devil that joined us in the studio? Uh, that would be Corey Zelnick. Hello, Corey. Yeah, How he's not gay. And you can still be but handsome can be and bored. not gay. You, can be bored. you, can you never know. <laughs> and not gay. Oh, so back to the restaurant. Yeah. So they walked in together. It was lunch. About two hours. I was sitting at a table. I was watching them. Yeah. 70% kind of serious. 30% funny. Then Cuomo. You got it. I mean, the guy. He gets up. He walks around. He shakes hands. Chris gets a little jealous. Really? Yeah, because Cuomo's the bigger star. Yeah. Cuomo's getting the bigger hand. The restaurant was oh, more God. into to Cuomo <laughs> than there were Christie. Chris had the pasta with the sausage. Oh, nice. Oh, very nice. Had a cranberry juice. Oh, very nice. Very nice. Oh. Andrew didn't eat as much as Chris. Take away for that's that whatever because, you... That's because Christie took his food <laughs> while he was shaking hands. Christy, Christy. There's no doubt. And Bernie's right. 20% tip, which I didn't think was that's big That's not enough. that great. No, 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 it should be like 40% not. for yeah, those guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you know what the tip was? Uh, because I'm a very good gossip columnist. <laughs> I know what underwear you're wearing. You. I actually left 25%. Well, you're a generous gentleman. Yes, generous. Yes. And I did get a free, two things I got for free the night included. They make a um, beautiful Pizza. appetizer, chips with gorgonzola cheese. Oh, it's delicious. How good is that? It's so good. This and her is, meatball is great, too, It's Rosanna. a great meatball. Yes. Rosanna, if you're listening, hello, hello, hello. <laughs> Send over a meatball. She would be listening. She's on the air right now, but she listens early in the morning Very before nice. she goes to work. I texted her this morning to say I was doing your show, and she well, said to send her love. Oh, is that right? I did. So you're on her show quite a bit, I do right? her show a lot. She's a great... She's the number... Like, oh, Muzzle Top, the number one... Morning show? Yeah. Is it because of me? A, a lot of it Thank is because you. of you, yes. <laughs> yes, yes. No, but on a serious note, when you look at the, the litany of guests, people like you, you're the most entertaining guest we've got. I mean that sincerely. Bill who's O'Reilly's the, the smartest. Who's the dullest? You're the most who's entertaining. Both needles are toughest. Who's the dullest? The, who's, who bores you? Of, of all our yeah, guests? Yeah, who's a little dull? 
Well, that's not going to be no, nice to me. Go, I mean, I would say it. I don't care. Who, who bores me? Who's a little boring? Who, who bores me, guys? Oh, who? who? You can be uh, honest. As long as you're naughty but nice about it. <laughs> who, who is it, Bruno? Who do you think bores me? Who's the one that I would say uh, doesn't... Uh, yeah. I, I don't think we would have a boring you don't, Yeah, oh, we wouldn't have it. If they bore you, we wouldn't when have it. When you look at the lineup, yeah. when you yeah. look at the day and you know who's coming in, right. which one's you like, oh, that's a good one. You. Oh, thank you. I mean that sincerely. O'Reilly, for the most part. Riley's a legend. Right. Riley's a... I like Riley. You'd see it, Scott Ers eating meatballs. He would be there. Yeah. So, so you're a con- you, are, are you a conservative? What are you exactly? Are you just kind of a common sense guy, middle of the road? I'm pretty middle of the road and very self-absorbed. <laughs> and so often, I don't know it is if it's you're, not about you're, you're, you're right down the center. <laughs> I like myself. Yeah, so you, as you should. So what? So uh, when you say goodbye to us now, what does Rob Shooter do the rest of well, the Friday? Before I go, I've got to leave you with a blind item. So we play this game on the show where I've got a piece of gossip. Yeah. I can't tell you who it is. Right. I know the answer. I can't tell you because I'll be sued. Okay. But it's a piece of But you of don't gossip. care if we get sued. Well, you can get sued because you can <coughs> just guess in. You can't get sued for guessing. You can get sued for reporting. Oh, okay. So All you right. can guess away. Right. So which television star, a short guy, not the tallest of gentlemen, uh, is very, very much into S&M and being oh. dominated. He's a famous, famous gentleman on television. You uh, all know him. Well, i got to tell you, Lou Rufino's on television <laughs> right now. He's kind of short, and he does like S&M, but <laughs> I don't think it's Lou Rufino. Okay, short guy, Bernie. you got this short guy, loves yeah. S&M. Very famous? Very famous. Jimmy Kimmel. It's a good guess. I could not confirm or deny because I'd get sued. All right, I'm, gonna go, a, I'm okay. going with uh, well, Luke just told me in my ear. I think he's right. I'm going with, if he's really short, Peter Dinklage. Oh. He looks like a degenerate of the worst oh. kind. Oh, and those Dinklage, are isn't on, Dinklage isn't on every, every, he doesn't have his own show. Oh, that's true. This guy's on television throat. every day. Oh, he's on every day. Uh. Bernie, you got a guess? Uh, every day. R- Ryan Seacrest. Oh! oh. oh. I like it. <laughs> I, I can't like that feel one. it, but um, it's a good, good game. Play it. What's the answer? I can't because I'll be sued. That's the whole point of this. Well, are you going to tell me? I will so- tell you when I leave, and then you can't tell you I told you, and you can guess it right. Okay, good. So and then legally, we're all fine. You never said a word to me. Never said a word okay. to you. Okay, but you're going to tell me. I might whisper it to so you. So you are going to tell me, but I will we're tell not going to say you're going to tell me. Because say it. you can get sued. Well, get the sued. more you talk about it, the less he's going to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it was another grand slam. <laughs> How much you love this guy, Bernie, honestly. Seriously. He is terrific, Rob. You are fabulous. How about that? Thank you. I am. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Keep coming back, 840, everybody. Thank you so much. Thank we'll you. come back and give you the, uh, the name of the person that Rob oh, is not no. going to tell me after he tells me. And then we'll have a great uh, 9 o'clock hour as well. More of Bernie and Seth, including, including Jackie the Joke Man Martling. He'll stop by today, too. We'll come back right after these words. Great song. Who is this, Louis? One Republic. 
You turned Wait. me on to this, actually. Oh, did I really? Yeah, a long time ago. Yeah, I got to quit the drugs. I don't remember anything. I, I asked for it specifically from a man. Well, thank you for playing it. I, I do love it. Listen, back you got to quit the drugs. Teacher. You're doing more drugs now than ever. <laughs> no, you're right. That's why I say I got to quit the drugs. So sincerely. Uh, yes, uh, back on the Bernie and Sid show, 77 WABC app. You can catch us there. It's easy. Uh, download that app. Great entertainment all day long, as a matter of fact. Also, simulcast out on Eastern Long Island, 107.1 FM, Hampton Bays and Points East, and on your smart TVs, your computers, WABCradio.tv. It is Friday, March 4th. We're in a great mood. The last hour of the Bernie and Sid show of the week. It's been a great week. Despite war, inflation, crime, feces, all this stuff, I mean, you got to take uh, solace in your personal life. you got your family, whatever the hell it is, and a couple of days respite from the madness coming up, hopefully. How's that for optimism, Sydney? It's um, too much. It's a strike. <laughs> well, how about this? So Joy Behar fell on her face on the set of uh, The View yesterday. That is a that? good one. That is good. But but she wasn't hurt, so uh, we we can we can uh, talk uh, about that. We we don't want her to be hurt. But even better because we can't stand Joy on the female side of things. There is a guy that we can't stand on the male side of things. A guy we can't stand. And he, what was it a couple of days ago you played something, Bernie, that was great, that really pissed right. me off? He was badgering, uh, he was he badgering Tom Cotton yes. over yes. Donald Trump saying that Putin was savvy. Correct. And he went back to it three or four times. So oh, I don't want to six. Right. So I don't want to say his name, but if you were listening last segment to Rob Shooter and you heard him hinting at a couple of things, um, something tells me, Rob didn't tell me this in case Robert's listening, that he's the guy. He's the guy. Oh, he was the guy. He's the guy. How great is that? Yeah, listen, uh, never on Sunday. How about that? You know what I'm saying? And then uh, I get a story here from our friend Corey Zelnick, who's live in studio, the real estate mogul, Mr. Manhattan, who's getting as big as me, I think. I don't know. He looks really good in his Joseph Abu jacket. And he tells a story, Bernard, that he bumped into Mr. Stephanopoulos on the streets of New York City and actually yelled at him. Is that really true? I didn't yell at him. I strenuous, strenuously recommended he put his mask on. Well, what happened? This was during this, the, the height of the pandemic? Yeah, this is a year or so ago, and I'm, I'm literally crossing the street. I cross over, and I, I see Were you George. wearing a mask outside? I, I was not. You were not? I was not. Okay. But I saw him wearing the mask. I saw him without his mask. Right. You know, it's like he comes off the air, uh-huh. and he's walking around with no mask. No mask. And I said to him, hey, put your effing mask on. Did you actually curse and say the I word? I said that. I said, put your effing mask on. And yeah. he, wanted to, he wanted to talk to me about it, but I had my earbuds and I kept walking. Right. But I think I made my point. I think you're morphing into me. Good for Joseph you. Joseph Abu Jackets, working out. You're bigger than you've ever looked. You look like a million bucks. You're cursing at strangers in the street. You're angry. <laughs> you know, I mean, you may, you know, you're more successful, obviously, but I think nah, you're morphing into me. No one's more Married successful Married a beautiful woman. Thank you very much. By the way, that little weasel was a uh, beady-eyed weasel was caught out in the Hamptons doing the same thing. So, I, that's while, what I told Corey. Yeah. While he had uh, the COVID. And you were out in the Hamptons too, but you didn't see him out there. Did I didn't you? see him out yeah. there. Yeah. Hey, Corey, it's great to hear your voice. Hey. We're gonna we're gonna bring you back in uh, in a couple of minutes. I just want to hit on a couple of the uh, topical things here. Of course, the uh, nuclear plant was hit last night by the Russian artillery. Scared the hell out of everybody. Turns out there was no uh, none of the reactors were hit. It was uh, the administrative building. There's no radiation in the air, but. Uh, it, it is the largest nuclear power plant in Europe, and the fact that this madman is actually, uh, or, you know, shooting artillery shells at a nuclear plant means, uh, you know, oh, everything's off the table. This guy's 
he's all in. He's hell-bent on taking this uh, country of the Ukraine. And uh, we're abiding him, of course, with our energy policy, as you know, as everybody knows. We've been talking about this for a long time. Uh, although there are some Democrats who are common-sense Democrats, as Mr. Katsimatidis would call them. One of them is Joe Manchin, says, listen, we got to be energy independent. This is what Joe Manchin said. He summed it up beautifully. That's why I play it here. Cut for Lou. We have to have energy independent. You cannot be the superpower of the world if you have to depend on other nations to produce your energy. And that, that, I'm just in a, I'm in a different place than, than my caucus or the colleagues or the president. And they have a hard time coming to grips that you've got to use everything you've got. You've got to use your gas. You've got to use your coal. You've got to use your oil. And you have to develop wind and solar and hydro and geothermal and hydrogen. All these things I'm for. But I'm not going to leave us in a void. Uh, Larry, I'm just not going to basically go down that path and end up like Germany did. Speaking to our colleague, so Larry Kudlow. Yeah, so good, right? So on the money, so smart. Uh, yeah, that's what, look, you know what doomed uh, ultimately, among other things, uh, Hitler and the Japs, the Japanese in uh, World War II was they didn't have any energy resources. They had nothing. They had, they had, they had a scavenge and uh, it, it ultimately killed them. Uh, and that's the same here. He who has the most energy resources, and we're talking fossil fuels, not windmills and solar panels, will ultimately prevail. Uh, Lindsey Graham, he's making news. He's saying to everybody, somebody's got to assassinate uh, Putin, somebody in his inner circle. Listen to him. This is what he said. The Biden administration is to the left of the German Green Party and to the left of Nancy Pelosi. That's our basic problem. You can talk about this until you fall over. Here's the problem. They didn't do this on Trump's watch, Russia, because Trump would have kicked their ass. (laughs) What's happened is that Putin looks at Biden. He sized him up. He thinks he can get away with it. And he's going to keep going and going and going. And nobody in the West is going to stop him. How does this end? Somebody in Russia has to step up to the plate. Is there Brutus in Russia? Is there more success in the <coughs> Russian military? The only way this ends, my friend, is for somebody in Russia to take this guy out. Well, let me well, ask you a question. Sir. That's a great cut from Lindsey Graham. Do you think there is, Byrne? Uh, oh, I think there are people who would love to take him out. Uh, do, 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 does anybody have the onions to do it? Right. I mean, you, you know... <laughs> It's fraught with peril, to say the least. I know, but wasn't killing Paul Castellano fraught with peril, too? But uh, John well, Gotti still did it. Listen, uh, he mentioned Colonel Stauffenberg. That is one of the guys who led the, uh, the, the, the plot to kill Hitler in July of 44. He ended up uh, on a meat hook uh, in the end. Wow. So wow. Uh, it, it is a scary, scary uh, prospect for yeah. anybody in Putin's inner circle to attempt something like that. But who knows? Maybe... Uh, some smart, courageous minds will prevail over there in Moscow, even though uh, Putin apparently spends most of his time in uh, in his resort house in Sochi. Sochi. Now, listen, there's been a lot of mea culpas, a lot of apologies. I got it wrong. Bill O'Reilly apologized. I got this whole, uh, you know, this whole uh, Russia's not going to invade the Ukrainians, essentially what they were saying. And, of course, they did, and they were all in. Tucker Carlson, no, no, no exception. He apologized last night. But his take on why he was wrong was unique and uh, clever. This is what he said. So this situation appears to become more chaotic by the day, possibly even spinning out of control. And that, we must be honest, is shocking to us. We've been taken by surprise by the whole thing. We're not the only ones who were, but we're willing to admit it. The only thing more embarrassing than being wrong in your estimates is pretending that you weren't. 
So why didn't we see this coming, this total loss of control? Well, because we assumed that if things were dire, serious people would be involved in fixing them. But we looked up and we saw Kamala Harris involved, and that reassured us. Harris had just come back from Europe, where she'd been conducting, quote, diplomacy with her allies. And that appeared to be proof this could not really be a big deal. The situation in Ukraine had been legitimately serious. If the future of Europe and the world hung in the balance, as now so obviously it does, of course, the Biden administration would not have sent Kamala Harris to fix it, because that's not her job. Plus, uh, she's not up to the job. Anyway, that was very wise on uh, Tucker's part. It was it was. Uh, you know, uh, 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 well, it was obviously intended to be a slam at this uh, woman who slept her way to the top of California politics and now sits one heartbeat away from the presidency. Last thing I have here is, of course, Ron DeSantis. Uh, he caught a lot of hell for take, telling kids to take a mask off at some some event. And it was intended to embarrass him to, to have these kids behind him wearing masks, giving his given his position and the fact that he has a, uh, a mandate against masks in schools. And uh, he explained uh, he was called a bully. He says, no, no, I'm not the bully. This is cut 16, Lou. This is Ron DeSantis saying, I'm not the bully. Listen to what he said. I think it's also important to point out that there's no reason to do it uh, for, for young and healthy kids, especially and in the state of Florida. We never had a mass mandate, of course, but our guidance from our health department is not to wear these cloth masks. And I think it needs to be said because people have been lied to for two years. And so I was uh, I didn't want it to be thinking that, like, they were told to do this by me because I certainly wouldn't do that. And, you know, they talk about, oh, by letting someone have a choice to take off their mask and welcoming that choice, that that's somehow bullying. Bullying is locking kids out of school, which they did. Bullying is forcing kids to wear masks for eight hours a day, which they did for two years and are only stopping now because the polling's changed. Uh, bullying is kicking people out of work because of vaccine mandates. We fought all of those policies in Florida. We lifted people up and we liberated them from local school boards and governments that imposed them. Yeah, there you have it. The four wise men. So good. Manchin, uh, Graham, Carlson, and DeSantis. Let's go to the fifth wise man. He's in studio. He's a real estate mogul in the in New York City, and he's a great guy. His name is Corey Zelnick. Corey, how the hell are you, my buddy? I am great, Bernard, and thank you for that fabulous introduction. First of all, it's so great to hear you. This is You've been – the strength in your voice over the last week or so has been tremendous. I know these uh, these battles with chemo, you know, you're just going to kick the hell out of it, and you're just going to come back stronger. That's how, I, that's how I see it, and you know how much I'm rooting for you. And, it, you know, it's been so great to communicate with you and be a – be a part of your hopefully a little bit of a part of the, your healing you um, are indeed and, uh, you know, and i appreciate everything and that's very nice of you to say you know, thank you and that's all sincere this is uh, about as good as a person uh, as we'll ever meet you and i bernie he's a great friend and he, and he means it and one of the reasons why he's here today too is not just to come talk to you which he, he could you can't wait to do because he does love you but being a long time i'm his fan and a fan of new york radio in general he uh, he was very excited to hear that lou ruffino well you know what some people actually thought died Somebody said to me, they said, Lou Rufino is back. Didn't he die? That was it's, me. It, oh, se- that was- it seemed like it. <laughs> <laughs> How'd you do it, Lou? How did you uh, rise from the dead? You came back to life? Yeah, it was uh, due to some uh, rubles and rubies. And <laughs> yeah. So he's back with the band, and you couldn't wait to meet uh, Lou Rufino. It, it was. I, you know, this is how I felt when I first ran into you yeah. and Bernie with, through our good friend Joseph Abood, who my prayers go out to him and his family. Yeah. 
of course. Although his daughter's getting married right now. I know. Well, I, I know. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. The little girl showing us clothes in yeah. the store. Yeah. Right. Uh, but meeting Lou was it was like it was a fanboy moment. I walked in and I told him, and and I'm not saying that just to say it. I've really been a part of this for me for like 40 years. Yeah. And yeah. It, it's a tremendous moment for me. Oh, it, was, awesome. it was very yeah. cool. He did go through my garbage though right before he left the control room. I, <laughs> He's a big fan. I'm He's looking for something. See, that's how much he loves you. Yeah. There's, there's going to be value there. Fine with with you. You. <laughs> Sometimes there is, you know. So, so you know, I'm leaving the city. Of course, I'm not going to tell p- folks where I'm moving. I'm leaving after a, a pretty good six year run. I just had enough. Uh, and this is despite you coming on with me and Bernie all the time, and you're sincere in this too. You really believe New York is back. I mean, you're crazy. Uh, we're not even close. But I'm going to g- allow you another opportunity here, and Bernie will jump in too, to once again try to convince people like me already leaving if they haven't left yet that there's still something to be salvaged in this city. I appreciate you having me in always, but I'm going to keep forcing myself in here. Not, you're not going to stop me. One, yes, I'm a huge New York fan. You know that. I'm yes, born you and are. raised here, the whole thing. You're the real Jerry Seinfeld. He's full Correct. of crap. That's right. And I have no billboards or anything like that. A few signs, right. but no billboards. Right. The fact of the matter is, is that when I was here last, I told you, Labor Day. This year, Labor Day. Right. And so now there are things that are happening that are real. First of all, first and foremost, if we can't figure out the violence... We're always going to have a problem. We ha- Number one is the violence. Okay? But facts. Office occupancy, 40%. Oh. It's at 40%. Okay. It's been 10, 15, 20. Okay. Stop, pause. Now 40. Okay? A lot of the restaurants around the city that got shut down because of the COVID and then, and then landlords couldn't get their spaces back because of restrictions that the government put on, et cetera, et cetera. Several, several hundred new restaurant leases have been signed in the last six months. Is that true? That is a fact. Wow. Is it true? Wow. Well, that's your I'm business. Always, yeah. I'm telling you. Yeah. Okay. Wegmans. You ever hear of Wegmans? I love Wegmans. Sure. You love Wegmans. Love them. Okay. So about four years ago or so, they made, they made the decision to come to New York City and open up in Brooklyn out by the Navy Yard. Okay. 80,000 feet, 90. Yeah. How about this? Wegmans signed a lease. Down by Astor Place, right where Imus used to live. Speaking exactly. of Imus, right. sure. that's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. They took over. They took over the old Kmart. Okay, they're under construction. That's a ninety thousand square foot supermarket. That's an investment in the city. Guess what? I know they're looking at another location in the city. Wow. So there, there are things happening. People are coming. The streetscape has changed a little bit. Stores are filling up. You know, that's my that's my Ballywick. Um, but anecdotally, record number of apartment leases have been signed. I know that New York moved right. ahead of San Francisco and Miami for number one rent in, average, in, the, in average, the country. Yes. Exactly right. Can I yes. just say this? Spoken like a man who's never had a bag of feces smashed in, <laughs> in his face. <laughs> well, said, my man. well, well he, did, he did start, Bernie, in his defense by saying without the crime being fixed, we've got issues. But has he no, convinced true, you, true, Bernie? True. Has he convinced you? I mean, that's a pretty uh, good yes, job, yes, Corey. Yes, uh, I am being persuaded. Yeah, I believe the city's and, going and, to come back. Yes, and by the way, and by the way, I don't you know, Curtis is probably listening. But he called me out last time, right? He told me to stop smoking yes. and eating my yes, edibles. He, by Remember name, that? By, by name. name. Yes. He said, stop with the drugs. Corey Zellick, stop the drugs. Right. Yeah. Not today, Curtis. Labor Day. Okay? Yeah. It's happening. There's a bill. There's a swell. Uh-huh. We're not going to be 100%, but we are going to be well on our way come Labor so Day. So I'm going to uh, regret this move uh, next year at this time. You still have to come when here I'm to on work, the beach. right? <laughs> are you, are you going to be working remotely? No, I'm going to be so here. So you'll still be here. You'll get, you'll get a piece true. of the city. Right, that's true. And then you know what's going to happen? Then you're going to miss it. Really? Absolutely. Okay. What do you think, Bern? Think I'll miss it? 
Uh, well, uh, if it comes back, yeah, you will. But wait a second. I'm moving actually no, kind of close you're, to you. No, you don't miss it when no, you go home no, at night, you, do you? You're absolutely right. You're not going to miss it. <laughs> you, you can come in if you want, and uh, you're going to be in a beautiful spot. So right. the answer is absolutely right. not. I'll go, to, I'll go to Bella Blue with you uh, for lunch, okay. Corey. We'll go to Fresco for, for lunch. Fresco. Do you, have you been there yet? Of course. Oh, look who I'm talking to. Are you kidding me? Come on. I've only been there once. No. One time. Isn't it great? You can go. I'll take you. I'd love to go with you. It's right here. It's around the corner from my office. I, that's true. Yeah, in this neighborhood right here, you've got Avra, you've got Rosanna's Place. Yep. Some great eateries right around here. That's fabulous. Yeah. By, the, by the way, you can't get into a restaurant in this city at night. No more. You can't. No more. You what do you think about them taking down the outdoor sheds? You weren't, you weren't a fan of those things, right? I wasn't a big fan, but I understood it. Right. What's going to start to happen is they're going to start charging them now. Right. See, the city allowed everybody to do it for free. Right. Now no, it's rent. Right. It's right. going to be rent. But and they're going to take them all down no matter what, even no. if you pay. Oh, no. No, no, no. No. Okay. So there's going to be opportunity to have them, but when, once they have to start paying, right. it's going to be, I think it's going to change the landscape. So last 30 seconds, life has changed for you. I'm talking about economically, financially, better in the last couple of months, or it's still kind of the same no, with all your no, no. Uh, optimistic outlook. Thing, things are very good. Things, things, things got really good at the end of the year, and then we had an Omicron pause in January. But we're back. We're back. We're back. We're lined back. up, and and things are very good. And and my crazy positivity aside, which I believe in one hundred percent, is still there. And and we're just on our way up. We're on our way back. Wow. There I you love go. the optimism. Love it. Love yeah. it, Corey. You're the best, yeah. man. Thanks. You no, are no, the Bernie. best, Bernie. Look, you guys. You guys are the best, and I uh, appreciate you having me all the time. We and, love you, bro. Uh, yeah. Zelnico is the corporation, right? Uh, we'll go with Zelnico, Zelnik and Company. My uh, either way, yeah, my, either way. Right. Oh, Corey Zelnik, me. even on Instagram, just your name. That's it. Just, just right. track me down there and uh, lo- love from Jessica. I love your wife, love, Jessica. Love, too. love from Bailey, my daughter. Our beautiful Bailey, and and, and love from my stepson Max. Oh, how about He's that? The whole family. The whole family's thinking about you. Well, us too. Bernie loves you. <laughs> we got, we got to get together. Yes. Uh, we will. Corey Zelnik, everybody, check him out on uh, Instagram at Corey Zelnik. Thanks, Lou. Loves Bernie. Got a chance to meet Lou, and of course, he and I are like brothers. We will take a short break. Jackie the Joke Man, Martling, beat Bernie. Still a lot more to do. It's an exciting Friday show here on Bernie and Sid, like it is every day. We'll be back. Come on, man. Oh, good song, bro. Yeah, I'm watching uh, Bernie and Sid on WABCRadio.tv. I, sometimes I get uh, I get caught in the video, and it's Bernie's face now on my body when I did the cover for Iron Man magazine. Rock Hard Abs, 77, WABC host and author and actor, Sidney Rosenberg, sexy radio host edition. Bernie, you watching this at home? That's your face. Is Bernie there? Oh, Bernie's not there right now, huh? Stronger and leaner. Looking like a million bucks, my body and Bernard's face. Anyway, back here on the Bernie and Sid Show, nine twenty-six on your uh, on your Friday morning. So it turns out I get a call from my buddy uh, Mike Cave a couple days ago. Good buddy of mine. He says, "Hey, listen, your buddy Jackie the Joke Man Martling, the legendary Howard Stern uh, radio part, and he's had a great solo career too. And it's not just all about Howard." He's a, he's a tremendous stand-up comic. He's done his own stuff. Turns out he's got a new podcast out. You want to bring him on? And I'm like, of course. I love Jackie. And, and Jackie is used to working on number one shows in New York. He did start. Now, we're number one, by the way. Bernie had said number one news talk show in New York City every morning. So, of course, I'll do it. I mean, he's a hopeless liberal. And um, he's not allowed to talk politics on this show anytime. 
Because the only time he's not funny and brilliant is when he talks politics. Then he actually sounds silly. But otherwise, he's brilliant and a tremendous comedian. And again, he's got his new podcast out. Here he is making his return to the Bernie and Sid in the morning show, the great Jackie the Joke Man Mortling. Good morning, Jackie. That was uh, as stunning an introduction. I tell you, nothing gets me off like hearing that old uh, WABC jingle. That just that just throws me back fifty years. I just love it, man. And congratulations on number one and all that. You know, I, you know, me and you go back so far. We go back to before there was such thing as politics. That's true. <laughs> no, you, you know, you, it's true, Jackie. Uh, we never talked politics. We didn't care about politics. I was just. You no, know, we talked. We talked about pot and girls. Right. Right. And I was enthusiastic to see you. I would go to this uh, comedy club in in Boca Raton, the Siegel Brothers, and I was a big Howard Stern fan. I worked with Imus, but I loved Howard. I still love Howard, even though he's a jerk-off. And uh, I would go watch you perform, and you were the best I've ever seen. And we've been friends, like you said, for 20 years. Yes. You sat right in front and... And you gave me so much promotion, and I we, we it's just been a mutually uh, a mutual admiration society forever. Now listen, it, the, the, this thing I'm doing is called Stand Up Memories, and it's on the website uh, on the on the web StandUpMemories.com, and it's me talking to the guy that actually introduced me to the comic strip back when he was uh, a compatriot of Paul Reiser and Jerry Seinfeld and Larry Miller. And we've been friends for 40 years, and he's also a history professor. And we just sit there and talk about old stories and a little bit of history. And it's it's very low-key. It's very unjacky. It's not a lot of jokes. Uh, they find their way in because I can't not tell them. But it's so great. And we just released, like, our fifth episode, uh, season one. And if anybody would like to check it out, it's StandUpMemories.com. And uh, – I'm thrilled to be talking to you guys. My God, it's been a long I had so much fun coming on there and doing jokes. I, I got to tell you my COVID joke, right? Okay, let's hear it. The Jackie Martling COVID joke. Here we go. So uh, a guy knocks on his neighbor's door, and the neighbor answers. He says, hey, man, neighbor, since, since the COVID hit, I haven't seen your wife. And his neighbor says, oh, she's out back in the garden. He says, well, I was just out there. I didn't see her. His neighbor says, well, you got to dig down a little bit. <laughs> Now, that's funny. Even Lou Rapino is cracking up behind the glass. That is a funny joke, Jackie. Hey, so so the whole pandemic, the only thing the wife does is watch TV. That's what she does. What, what are you going to do? She watches TV. One day, her husband walks in. She's yelling at the TV set. Don't do it, you moron. Don't go in that church, you idiot. Don't go in that church. He says, what are you watching? She says, our wedding video. <laughs> Over two, Jokey, Jackie, the joke man, Molly. Over two. So, so the wife says, "Listen, Harry, I want you to be honest with me. Be honest with me. During this pandemic, have I put on any weight?" He says, "Listen, if I if I tell you something, you promise you won't get mad, no matter what." She says, "Okay." He says, "I'm banging your sister." <laughs> Jackie from hey, down three for three. Is Bernie there? Am I talking to Bernie? No, Bur- Bernie. It's just said Bur- Bernie. He, he has not been feeling well, and uh, so he, uh, but he's doing great. He comes on every day when he's not getting his treatments, 
and he sounds like a million bucks, and he's brilliant, and he's a Hall of Famer, but he's not on this segment, so it's just me, just you and I. Well, you give him my best and tell him I love him. I go back further with him. He was actually working at WNBC when I started Howard with Imus and the whole. No, I know. He actually tells me that uh, he's married to this uh, beautiful lady, Carol, for like three decades. She's a great lady. And he tells me that, like, you and Gary, all the Howard guys were trying to bang her, which um, I, I, I bought. I bought that for sure. Well, they, I didn't because I was only there one day a week. It was kind of hard, a hard card to play. But had I been there, yes, I would have. <laughs> you know, I would have tried to bang Imus. Come on, let's tell the truth here. Did you? Did you hate Imus like Howard Stern did? What was your? your you know what? I never. Nobody ever believes I was never in my life in the same room at the same time as Don Imus. That's weird because even, the, you know, way him. back when, Jackie, the Christmas parties, Stern and Imus would go to those. They'd be in the same place at the same time, even. Even the Christmas parties. But I, but I didn't, yeah, but I wasn't on NBC enough to be invited to those Christmas parties. Wow. So I, you know, so, uh, and I, did, I, I had no reason to love or hate Imus. I mean, you know, everybody's so crazy. Like, Imus told the management that Howard Stern should not be allowed to mention his name on the air, and Howard got all bent out of shape because he thought that was really crappy. And then, like, 30 years later, <laughs> Howard went to Mel and said, I don't want Opie and Anthony mentioning my name Right, the he air. did the same thing. <laughs> right, no, it's funny. No, you're, and, and, look, you you were involved in Radio Jackie during the great radio wars, and, and again, you, you legendary. You were great on that show. We know you left, and you've had a great career since, which is good for you. It's a testament to you. But you were involved in all these great radio wars, and for all the things that Howard went after Don Imus to be, Howard ended up being the same guy. I mean, no, right or wrong? It, it, it's, yeah, it's Animal Farm. We, we, what we mock, you know. Because when you're on top, it's very easy for the guys below to throw rocks at you. Right. That's, that comes with the game. When you're on top, the only way is down. And the guys underneath are throwing sticks and stuff. You listen, that's just how it goes. You know how I've been making some money. I don't know if you heard of this thing. I do these things called Cameo.com. Yeah, I do them too. What do you get, 50 bucks a pop? What do you get? I, I, got, I got mine up to 75 because wow. I get so many of them. And if they want them in 24 hours, it's double. Right. And so many people say, hey, you know what? It's Harry's birthday, and he's such a big Jackie fan. Why don't we get him one? And I actually make, you know, it's not a lot of money, but if you do three or four or five a day, oh, yeah. it yeah. adds up. But but I'll tell you the secret, though. It got me through the pandemic. You're kidding. I'm telling you, Sid, because, now I don't mean financially, like I'm a comic, and we didn't work for a year. And, right. like, you go stir crazy, like if a couple weeks later, if you're not working, like Barbara will be, Jackie, what's wrong with you? And it's just because you don't have to get your yayas out. Right. But I get to do a cameo if if, uh, if Sid says, uh, say, happy birthday to Bernie, and he really likes poop jokes, and he really <laughs> likes racetrack jokes. I can go down the list of everything that the guy likes and do jokes about all of them and go nuts and get as dirty as they want or as clean as they want. And I got 135 star reviews because I just hit everything. But forget about that. I would do them for free because I get to tell the jokes and laugh and be creative 
and it, it just puts some spring in my step. I swear to God, it's, I hate to say it, but it's like methadone. <laughs> no, it is. Methadone. No, I'm with you. I, I did the same thing. I, I was even doing, like, uh, Instagram interviews, cameos, all that stuff. Hey, listen, Fred the Elephant Boy gets uh, 40 bucks a pop with his cameos, and so does High Pitch Eric. All right, last question, Jackie Martling. Was the Howard eight Stern inches. Show the at... The is eight inches. <laughs> eight inches. <laughs> was the Howard Stern Show at its best when it was Howard... Robin and Jackie, or Howard, Robin, and Artie? I, I never listened to the show ever. Uh, I think it's kind of pretty uh, evenly divided. Some people say I really like the Jackie years. Other people say I really like the Artie years. Other people say I really like them equal. Some of them say Jackie sucks. Some of them say Artie sucks. You know, everybody you ask has an opinion. But it seems to me the... The consensus, for the most part, is the high high uh, point, the high watermark of this show is when it was Howard and Robin and Jackie and Fred I would and agree. Billy West. By the way, I'm, I'm very close with uh, Billy Artie. West. I agree. So, uh, Artie's, Artie's one of my great, great friends. Right. And he was, and it was a different show with him on it. And yeah. uh, I never heard it, but I just know he had a different role. But he's so great, you know, that you can't, it, you know, what, what's better, the Yankees, the Mets. You know, you could, you could start all day with that crap. Right, right. But he <laughs> was great, and he is great, and he's doing great. Which well, somebody just great. said to me, uh, Van Halen with Hagar was Artie. Van Halen with David Lee Roth was you. So you obviously won that battle. Uh, one more time, Jackie, on the way out, where can people find that great, great, great podcast of yours? StandUpMemories.com. Stand, you can actually put it in the hyphen. It's better. Stand-UpMemories. Hold one more. StandUpMemories.com. I also tweet jokes every day at 420 uh, International Marijuana Time, so you get dirty <laughs> jokes all the time. Right. And any show. Oh, and I'm doing uh, the Algonquin Theater uh, next Friday night. It's it's a great little theater in Manasquan, New Jersey, and it's booked by Dino from Uncle Vinny's. and. Sure. Uh, I, I I love calling in. I remember I, I was coming in on a regular basis. Yeah, we'll get you back while. now. We'll, we'll get you, you back know? now. We'll get you back. You're brilliant. You were great hopefully, today. I miss I'll, you. Hopefully you'll get some good feedback from this. Yeah, I doubt know. it. I doubt it. But uh, I loved having you, and I, I do miss you, and we'll keep bringing you back, okay? You're brilliant, and I love you. I really do, Jackie. Frankie Kravitz says you're better than Artie, too. So congratulations. We'll talk again uh, in the next so couple of guy, weeks. So a guy takes his wife to, to the marriage counselor, and she says to the marriage counselor, I'm just not happy in my marriage. So the marriage counselor undresses her and lies her on the floor and has sex with her. And he turns to her husband and says, you know, she needs that three times a week. Can you make it happen? He says, well, I, I can bring her Monday and Wednesday, but Friday I play golf. <laughs> right, there he is, folks, a genius. Thank you. All right, I love you to pieces. Great job, Jackie Mortling. Thank you so much. Now it's time to beat Bernie. It's time to beat Bernie. Sponsored by Fearless Boilers and Pavilion Tankless Water Heaters. All right, we're back. Pete Bernie, now we got him, Eric in Tampa. Good morning, Eric. How are you, brother? I'm doing great, Sid. How about you? I'm well. Thank you for calling us today from the West Coast. You're the second player this week from that Tampa area. We had a guy yesterday, the day before, I forget, who was upset that Tom Brady was retiring. You a big uh, Buccaneer fan, too? No, uh, Sid, I'm actually a Chiefs fan living in Tampa, which hasn't been great over the last year uh, or so. I got to tell you, there was at one point in my career, early on, back in the late 1990s, when Joel Hollander and Westwood One was syndicating my show with Scott Kaplan. We were on about 70 cities across America. And uh, we would visit these cities all the time. Vegas, Los Angeles, great cities, uh, Eric. 
And the best time I had of any place at all by far was Kansas City. I was on a station with Jason Whitlock. You know Jason now, of course, and he's a Kansas oh, yeah. City guy. Jason Whitlock. Yep. Yeah. He used to be a columnist for the Star. That's yep. right. And he worked on a station in Kansas City, 8, 10 a.m. I was on the same station, and we did all our shows outside. I think it's called the Kemper Arena, where Kansas plays basketball. And it was three days uh, of barbecue and drinking. I love Kansas City. I tell you what, uh, it was about the time Derek Thomas the great linebacker got killed in the car crash. If you remember that, so oh, anyway, it's a great. Brutal. Yeah, it was, was brutal. revered almost. He was he was revered almost to the level of George Brett. He was. No, you're right. He was. He was like the Lawrence Taylor for the Chiefs. You're right, George Brett. Even better, Kansas City connection. Well, let's do this, Eric. Yeah. Number one, granted by King John on June fifteenth, twelve fifteen, under threat of civil war. What was the first document to put into writing the principle? That the king and his government was not above the law. Uh, no clue, Sid. Not a good start. That's okay. It was called the uh, the Magna Carta. Number two, who was a Siberian mystic who didn't make it to New Year's 1917 after getting imprisoned, shot twice, tied up and drowned all in one rough December night? Sounds like uh, O.J. Simpson's character in The Naked Gun. Remember, uh, he went through all that. Jeez. Another tough uh, one. Yeah, I, I mean, come on. Uh, I, I, I know. I, I don't, I don't uh, let me get uh, Kansas City Chiefs football for 100, please, Alex. That would be uh, Rasputin is the answer there, Rasputin. <laughs> all right. In 2011, Eric, what country did United States Navy SEAL Rob O'Neill kill Osama bin Laden? you got to get this. I'm pretty sure that was Pakistan. Yes. There we go. Translating to the Night of Broken Glass, you should know this too, in English, what the German name for the terrible night of November 9th to the 10th in 1938 started the Holocaust. It was called what? Breaking Glass. Uh, Blitzkrieg. Incorrect. Wrong, you two-legged back of anthrax, you be Jesus. You're not Jewish, are you? I, I, I'm not, I'm not. Okay, but... so it's called uh, Kristallnacht. Yeah. And finally, home movies of JFK, uh, JFK's assassination, Eric, were taken by Orville Nix, Marie Muchmore, and most famously, who? That famous Kennedy film. What was the name of the guy? You know this. I got to think it was Mr. Zabruder. Yes, yes. Okay, very good. You got two right. Very, very tough game. Very tough game. I'm not sure Bernard's going to fare much better. Is Bernie back? Where is he? I'm back here, Sydney. How you doing, pal? What's up, my lad? You good? I'm all right. All right. You got to get three right to win today's game, okay, my brother? Let's let's rock and roll. All right. Let's get to, uh, let's get to the weekend. Granted by King John on June fifteenth, twelve fifteen, under threat of civil war, Bernard. What was the first document to put into writing the principle that the king and his government was not above the law? Uh, the Magna Carta. Very good. Tony, who was a Siberian mystic who didn't make it to New Year's 1917 after getting prisoned, shot twice, tied up, and drowned all in one rough December night? Putin would be partial. the partial answer. It's Rasputin. Very good. His name is in there. One more you win. In 2011, what country did the United States Navy SEAL Rob O'Neill kill Osama bin Laden in? Pakistan. Well, you're a winner. Let's uh, finish it up anyway. Translating to the night of broken glass in English. What the German name for the terrible night of November 9th to the 10th in 1938 was called? Kristallnacht. Very good. And finally, in your attempt to go five for five, and you will, home movies of JFK's assassination were taken by Orville Nix, Marie Muchmore, and most famously who? 
the old uh, Zabruda film. Yes. A perfect game for Bernard. He wins by a final score of 5-2. to two. Bernie, say hello to Eric. He's a nice guy out of Tampa, Florida. Eric, how the hell are you, bro? Bernie, great. How you doing, man? I knew I was running into a buzzsaw today. I well, apologize. Not really. He gave it a good sure. college try. Hey, we had a guy yesterday from uh, Tampa as well, no? Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah, it's been a couple days in a row. But this guy's actually originally from Kansas City, Eric. Really? Yeah. Well, uh, you know, no, I, and I, I, and I uh, you know, you guys have an army down here, and Bernie, you, you have no idea how many people out here are pulling for you, and and how much uh, how much we love you guys. You're just I think Bill O'Reilly said it yesterday. You're so authentic, um, entertaining, informative. It's just it's uh, it's I'm a one percenter, meaning I don't miss more than one percent. Wow! Wow! That's a high compliment, high yeah. praise. We appreciate that. Kansas City. I remember doing a remote with Mister Imus from Kansas City. And uh, I think what struck me most was, uh, was it Kansas City? I believe it was Kansas City. Yes. Uh, it was uh, It was very flat. Maybe it wasn't Kansas City. Maybe it was a city in Kansas that I was thinking was very flat. But either way, uh, Kansas City is a rough hood. It's not exactly, uh, you know, a sugar and spice and everything nice. Am I wrong? Well, I mean, you know, just like any city, it has its parts. But, you know, I think, Sid, you mentioned it, just the barbecue, the culture. Oh, it's great. great sports the town. suburbs are great, you too. Know, and, and you know what, Eric, and, and uh, I didn't know this until I got there, but, you know, the mob, you know, you could talk all you want about New York and Philly. You go back and watch the movie Casino, and it was true story. All those meetings took place in Kansas City. And you would know this, Eric, there's an Italian restaurant right in the the guy is like straight out of New Jersey or New York. Everybody goes there. And when I would go to Kansas City with Scott, we always went there. As good as any Italian restaurant in the country, right in Kansas City. Do you know it? Yeah, I think it, I think you might be referring to the Italian Garden. That, I that think it one is. one of the hot spots. Yes, and he's got yeah. like all the pictures up of all the mobsters and Frank Sinatra would go there. And all these great Italians would always stop in Kansas City to go to this guy's restaurant. So it's a great city. It's a great city. And you're a it, great it contestant. It's underrated. It's it, underrated. Agreed. But, hey, hey, real quick, you guys. Hey, real quick. I, my 27-year-old daughter just moved to the city, the West Village area, a month ago. Oh, I nice. was up there about a month ago to get her settled. I'm a nervous dad anyway, but, you know, I, I, keep me up to date on what's happening. You keep doing the work you guys are doing because I'm a nervous dad down here. In well, Tampa. I will tell you this. As a guy that lived in New York City the last six years, I am leaving. But uh, where I would feel safe if my daughter still lived in the city was down in the village. Believe it or not. Very true. Right, Bernie? Right? Yep. Cool. Yeah, yeah she's in a good spot. That's and it's fun. It's a fun spot, too. So she's in the right place. Rest easy, my good man. You can always call us, so we'll let you know. Okay, pal. Hey. Thanks a lot, guys. I really appreciate it. Love you guys. We love you, too. God bless you. We'll come back. What a week. Bernard McGurk, Sid Rosenberg, 1-800-848-WABC. Get some final thoughts in your phone calls and go celebrate on a Friday. Back right after this. Beat Bernie. Sponsored by Fearless Boilers and Pavilion Tankless Water Heaters. On 77 WABC. Oh, yes. Sir Duke. Stevie Wonder. Oh, now, now they've got Luke Grano's face on my Iron Man magazine. Rock hard abs, stronger and leaner. 77. They've got Justin Ellick's face up there. Now, look, they put the whole crew. Rachel's up there out of the engineering department with my body. Look at those uh, beanie arms. And uh, we started with Bernie. That's a very cute job. There must be Eric Salas and Gabby Lopez. Are great. It's hilarious. Isn't that funny, Bernie? Yeah. Hey, Bern, uh, to hey. say that this was a great week would be a huge, huge Understatement. Just, uh, just an amazing job. You especially. So, thank you. Look and, uh, who's talking there, my brother. 
And by the way, capped off with that beautiful ad on page 20 in the New York Post yeah. on Wednesday celebrating our number one status yes. in the market. Which we are. So go enjoy your weekend. Get some rest. And uh, we all love you. Monsieur. You know that? and I um, love you more, all you guys. And you especially, Sid Arthur Rosenberg. Thank you, brother. Uh, Bernie, excellent. Luke Legrano, excellent. Justin Ellick, so great having Lou Rafino back. My God. Uh, and a huge difference for the show, too. So thank you. Lou, you sounded great. Uh, Frankie Excelsior, Diaz with an E. Baby. You the man. Uh, Jacqueline Carl, Deb Valentine, the whole crew. Chad Lopez, Gabby Lopez, Eric Salas. If I missed you, I'm sorry. Folks, have yourselves a uh, nice weekend. The weather's getting warmer. From all of us on the Bernie and Sid in the morning show to all of you, until 6 a.m. on Monday morning, Blue Oyster Colt, Bernie and Sid say, Peace! Peace! This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.